Hello, I'm Eagle, Eagle Gardens, Eagle Gardens 1 on Instagram, and this is Fucking Talking Shit with Eagle, episode 643. Hopefully you guys have great, had a great weekend, or a great day, rather. I've got a great guest for us tonight. You have most certainly seen her around chat, Brew City Thin. You want to tell us how you're doing and where we can find you? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, even though I've I don't really go on Instagram too much. That's probably why a lot of my followers and people I follow, you know, they don't see me liking posts all the time. I don't go on there that often, but if you'd like to follow me on there, I do post pictures once in a while of memes and uh, weed and music updates and whatever else. Um, I think it's just at Brew City Synth. Um, and you can also find me on YouTube at Brew City Synth. If you like my music, that's what that account is for. And then like I, I use a different account for my cannabis related content, which is my 420 TV um, channel. It's like 420 TV and then a, like the little smoke cloud emoji. And then it says weed core after that. So if you guys want to follow that channel for uh, my weed core videos and grow updates and whatever else I feel like posting that's cannabis related. Um, I also have a Rumble account for Brew City Synth, which I hardly ever use, but I signed up for it after YouTube banned one of my songs for COVID misinformation. And I was like, fuck this shit. So I went and signed up for Rumble and then realized not a lot of people use Rumble and it seems kind of hard to get a following or anything going on there so I just have it set up to where if I post anything on YouTube it automatically like transfers it to Rumble from my Bruce City Synth account so if you if you're on Rumble feel free to follow me on there um I think that's pretty much it Right on. I've never heard of the Rumble myself, but it sounds like another platform that I need to at least get over there and claim my name. I'm a big, I'm a big advocate of that. You know, even before like branding became a, a necessarily a thing, I was an advocate for jumping on whatever social platforms that pertain to cannabis or whatever name you were using and get on there and claim that shit before somebody else claimed it. You know, right. then there's nothing. That's how Eagle Gardens became Eagle Gardens one. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that, uh, that sucks when you have to compromise something you've built for a long time. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, it's like my my 420 TV account. I didn't even realize that somebody else already posts things under 420 TV. And it's like, well, I already started doing all this shit. So fuck it. I'm just going to go with it. I don't know. But on Rumble, too, like I it seems like it's a lot of like conservative media and shit like that is on Rumble. That's actually how I found out about the website was like watching uh, Louder with Crowder and like conservative podcasts and shit. And I'd hear them always talking about, you know, sign up for Rumble because they don't censor you as much as YouTube. So figured I'd sign up and see what it's about. But I don't know, it's it seems like it's just so much easier to use YouTube and I don't know, 
maybe someday it'll grow till it'll be easier to use and easier to get a following going or even like find new content. Like I can't, I have a hard time like finding new stuff on there, but. Well, you're making it a little easier by mentioning it right now for sure. So we might as well get this started right where we usually do. Uh, hopefully before we get there, you got something hopefully to smoke on this evening? Yeah, I do. And I have no idea what strain it is. I asked my guy and he's like, oh, I can't remember what it's called. So I'm not sure, but it's pretty fucking good and smells good. And I actually made some uh, cannabis honey with with uh, some of it the other night. And I've been drinking that in my coffee all day today. Tastes pretty damn good. How do you, well, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself, but how do you make cannabis on it? <laughs> um, so the, the only way I've tried it so far is with a double boiler. And I basically just like decarb the weed in my, uh, in my oven. And then after that's done, I put it in the top pot of a double boiler, put a cup of honey into it and then let it cook for about two hours and then strain it with a cheesecloth into like a glass Pyrex measuring cup thing. And it strains out pretty well through the cheesecloth. And then uh, I don't know if you're supposed to let it cool before you put it in a jar, but I just, I throw it in the jar right away and squeeze out whatever's left in the cheesecloth. And yeah, it's pretty much all I do. And it's, it tastes pretty good. It's you can smell the weed in it. If you smell it, it's not like super overpowering, but you can definitely tell that it's in there and uh, it tastes really great in coffee. And I tried it on some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So it was pretty good, but I really like it in the coffee though, especially like being at work all fucking day now, cause I'm finally back to work. I'm off of my COVID vacation now. And yeah, I just like, Basically, on every break, I fill up my thermos with coffee, go out to my car to vape for a couple minutes. And while I'm out there, I throw like a tablespoon of honey in my coffee, mix it up and sip on that all day. And it seems to work pretty well for anxiety. Like I feel less anxious throughout the day, like for my whole life, I've had really bad social anxiety. And it seems like since I've been drinking the honey in my coffee the past couple of weeks like my anxiety's gotten way better at work and I don't feel as much pain in my body as I used to like I still get pain in my knees but then I also have this uh, cannabis salve that Chicha B gave to me and it's got like THC and CBD in it I rub a little bit of uh, that on my knees like on my brakes and stuff and it helps with inflammation and pain really well on on my knees so it's basically like all I need now is just you know the cannabis salve and some honey and some smoking flour and I haven't even taken an ibuprofen in like over six months like I'm trying to quit drinking and I've had like two beers in the last two months and yeah it feels like just getting rid of all that other shit and just sticking with cannabis has been really great. And then on top of 
starting to grow now too. That's been really therapeutic. And, you know, I come home from work and just chill with the plants and hang out with them, smoke a bowl and relax and see how they're doing while I was gone all day. And it's really nice. Do you uh, make cannabis honey? I don't, but it sounds like I should. You know, I enjoy honey for a lot of other reasons. And, uh, man, adding cannabis to it would be just one more reason to use it. You know, it's good for an antibacterial purposes and a quick pick-me-up. You know, anything that's sweetened with honey, for to me, anyways, affects me with an extra zing. You know what I mean? More than any, like a sugar or you know, corn syrup or anything like that, you know, right. it, it tends to just really double it down for me. So, yeah, I'm interested. Thanks for sharing the process. Yeah, and I actually just posted a video on my 420 TV channel um, like a day or two ago showing how I made my last batch of honey. And, and like I said, it's super simple and I'm not the greatest with like cooking and baking all the time. Like, you know, my first time doing recipes, I usually fuck it up. But once I started doing it, I was like, oh, this is, you know, pretty fucking simple. As long as you don't boil it too high. And like, like the very first batch I did, I kept checking on the water at like every 15, 20 minutes. I was like, oh, we're good. We're good. So for the last like 40 minutes, I don't, I didn't check on the water to make sure it didn't all boil away. And apparently within that last 40 minutes, it all just like evaporated. So when my timer went off, like, oh, honey's done. I went and looked and like, there was no water left. I was like, fuck, I wonder how long has this shit been on with no water in here? I don't know if that affected anything, but so yeah, that's like one tip I have. If you're doing it in the double boiler, I try to keep the heat on. Uh, I have a gas stove, not electric. I don't know if that makes a difference either, but I keep the flame like between low and medium. It's just so it's like a real low boil and make sure you check on that water like every 20 minutes. So you're not like running out of water because it seemed like it was boiling at a decent, you know, or evaporating at a decent uh, speed. And then all of a sudden it just like disappeared all at once. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, it's, cooking and cannabis can go like that sometimes. Just in general, I do that when I'm making, well, when I'm just making dinner, I can have that brain fart. Especially cooking on the grill. Holy shit. They have that space off moment where you're just sitting at the table, you're looking at that joint, go, man, that thing's, this tastes really good. Then you kind of get that whiff of like smoke that comes right. through the door. You're like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I hate like trying to figure out like getting things timed out when you're making several things all at once. Like when I'm trying to make dinner and it's like I've got like the main meat or whatever going and then I got to make like a side and maybe like another side and I'm like each thing takes a different amount of time and cooks at a different temperature and I'm like as I'm cooking trying to like plan it all out in my head like okay I got to start this at this time and then this at this time and it's a fucking pain in the ass 
but I'm getting better at it though. When I can actually so I get guess my kid we should... to fucking eat some normal food. <laughs> I swear like that my kid in... would live on chicken strips if I let her. Uh, my kids think that's what I live on. That's kind of funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I guess we should go rewind here a little bit. So when did cannabis come into your life? If you don't mind sharing. When and where did you see the when when did it when did you first smoke or you know when was the first time you kind of seen it? When whichever came first, I guess. So the first time I seen it was I was really, really little. I was probably like five or six. And my my Auntie Sue, she was the biggest pothead in the world. Like I actually eventually want to get to the point where I can breed my own seeds and shit. And I'd like to breed a strain and name it after her. I just think that'd be awesome. Just like she was always a big pothead. But obviously she didn't tell me that when I was real little, but uh I found out when I was older, like she was, she smoked a couple of my uncles smoked, like all my fucking cousins are smokers. My brother smokes and I'm, and they're all older than me, like all my cousins and stuff. Cause I was the very youngest out of 17 grandkids. So it's like, everybody was always older than me and doing shit that, you know, smoking weed and stuff. And I didn't really know about it when I was little. I just thought they were smoking cigarettes and stuff all the time. But uh, I vividly remember I was like five years old and I walked into my aunt's trailer and she was sitting, she'd always be smoking her little metal pipe and shit on the, on the couch playing video games and stuff. So I walk in and she, I apparently she didn't expect me to come into the house. So she's sitting there smoking on the couch. And I just remember seeing her like go as fast as she could and like rip the pipe away from her mouth and try to like shove it into the couch and like hold the smoke in and not blow it out the whole time I'm standing there and like you know she's just like <clears throat> like trying to not choke to death holding the smoke in and when I seen her like shove the pipe into the couch I like immediately I'm like huh you're doing something you shouldn't be doing and now I want to know what are you doing like it kind of intrigued me and I think it's somehow some sometime after that I found out what it was I think I was probably talking to my other like cousins and stuff like oh I saw Auntie Sue doing this blah 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 and like we I probably figured out at some point like what it actually was but when I first saw it I didn't really know but I knew if she was doing something that she didn't want me to see and uh apparently like like I said, all my cousins and shit, they used to smoke all the time. And my brother told me as I got older and he, I told him that I smoked weed and we started smoking together because he's 10 years older than me and shit. So like, you know, he was out of the house and all that for a big portion of my life. Like the part, like the time that I would be like smoking weed and shit, he was already out of the house. So, um, fuck sorry I'm getting sidetracked and I'm really high <laughs> um what was I saying oh anyway so my yeah so like my brother would tell me because he would I would always like go everywhere with him when I was real little because my 
my mom was either working or if she wasn't at work, she was out at, at the bar or doing pool leagues, bowling, whatever the fuck else. So we were basically just like left to do whatever the fuck we wanted. And my brother being a teenager is like, basically, as long as he kept me alive and safe and shit, you know, it's all good. He could do whatever the hell he wanted. So um, he told me like, anytime we'd be like walking to the bus stops or going wherever he'd be like oh go ahead you can run ahead of me because you know how little kids love to you know run around and be first in line and like ahead of everybody like oh I'm so much faster than you so he'd be like yeah like encouraging me go run ahead he's like yeah I was doing that so we could all be in the back smoking joints and shit (laughs) like so like they were always like smoking around me but um I didn't really know about it And then in eighth grade, so when I was 13, um, it was like the first month or two into eighth grade, me and a couple of my friends, we used to hang out in the alley behind behind the middle school. And uh, we'd smoke cigarettes and shit between the garages because our school had security that would like drive around and shit in the morning and try to catch people smoking and shit. And they'd take our cigarettes and call our parents and shit. So we'd all like dip behind the garages and like we'd hide our cigarettes and the cinder blocks and shit and underneath garbage cans because like who the fuck's going to be looking under their garbage can, you know, so or inside of like random cinder blocks around garages. So we'd stash all all our shit in there and just meet up in the morning and smoke and stuff before school. So one day we're all chilling smoking cigarettes before school and my friend Brett showed up and he's like hey I got something and he pulls out this like little fucking piece of foil and it's got like this green shit all packed in there he's like look I got some weed you guys want to smoke and I was like hell yeah like fuck it let's try it I was like you know it's probably similar to it can't be too too much worse than cigarettes fuck it let's smoke so he pulled out a a foily pipe that he made out of just like aluminum foil Reynolds wrap and he shaped it into a little pipe and packed that up and it was like me him and like two other people and we're just in between these garages smoking and it was like I know a lot of people say they don't get high the first time but I got high as fuck and it was like after I don't think the first hit but like after the second hit Like, I just, like, felt this awesome rush, like, from my head down to my feet. Like, I just felt really good and awesome, and things just seemed different, like, than it normally did, and I was like, whoa. And, like, I could still remember, like, the way it smelled, the way it tasted. Like, it was just some shitty, like, brick weed and, you know, a mixture of the aluminum foil taste, but... Yeah, we uh, so we smoked that, and then I went to school, and I don't remember much of the day, but I do remember I was in my math class, and my friend was, like, sitting behind me, and she was, like, making a motion on the fucking desk where there was, like, a bar that connected the, uh, the chair to, like, the thing underneath that holds your books, So she's like, hey, look at this. And she's like making it look like she's jerking the desk off. And I thought it was like the funniest shit in the world. And I laughed so hard that I fell out of my fucking desk. 
and the teacher walks over and he just kind of looks at me and turns his head sideways like a dog and he's kind of got like a grin on his face like he knew what the fuck was happening and he's just like you okay there I was like yep I'm good and I get up you know sit back in my chair and he just kind of shakes his head and goes back to his desk and he doesn't say anything to me about it um yeah I just remember it making me feel really good and uh I was laughing a lot like I thought like the stupidest shit was so funny and um I've never been that high ever again (laughs) like where I'm just like laughing at every little thing and just you know yeah that's that's basically how it was the first time I don't know I giggled when you said when it looked like she was jerking off the desk I giggled (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even there I guess maybe the kid in me or whatever but I still yeah it sounds funny as shit I can imagine how hard you must have laughed it being your first time, you know, smoking. <laughs> you probably probably thought that shit was incredibly fun. See, I love, that's what I love seeing on your show is like, no matter what age anybody is on this show, like dicks are always funny. Like, it's like every time motherfucking Thomas like starts drawing dicks on your screen, it's like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to be like 80 years old, still laughing at dicks. I don't care. <laughs> uh, I got a buddy of mine that uh, does tattoos. And, if, you know, there's, I, I guess one of the, the reserves I have these days is don't get to know your tattoo guy. But uh, there's a bunch of us that hang out, you know, quite a bit at the shop. And I've seen him. I've seen that cat. A couple of times, Barry, Barry Dicks, <laughs> and tattoos, just suddenly. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. <laughs> and you could look at it, he'd be like, you don't see it, do you? And I'll be like, no. And he'd be like, right there. And I'll be like, oh, shit. <laughs> That's too funny. That's he had a... Uh, one friend of ours one day uh he it was on his back he had was putting on uh, like this viking face and um he fucking the the nose was a dick and uh he we kept telling him you know there's a there's a dick in it and he no 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 and it was just thrown in there with marker you know what i mean it it wasn't the actual tattoo he just kind of drew it in there and I took a picture of it and showed it. And he, oh, man, he stayed around almost all day long into the night. Just, you're going to fix this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm coming back tomorrow. He comes back tomorrow. He's like, how come you didn't fucking tell me that was just marker? <laughs> all day long. It took him the longest time to believe it was there. Then once a few pictures were taken. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, he's a funny fucker. With the dicks. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> I used to, so I used to work at a at an online bondage store, and like I didn't have to deal with the public. Thank God, it was all online, like a warehouse. We ship it out. That's most I had to deal with was the post office guy. But um, so once in a 
like all over the fucking website it says right there like we ship discreetly like that's the first fucking thing you see discreet all over the motherfucking website and the customers will still leave a note like make sure you ship it discreetly blah 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 i'm like dumbass did you even read the website so now just because of that i'm gonna draw a tiny little dick somewhere on this fucking shipping box (laughs) and here it's coming to your house that's funny that's funny (laughs) uh so i guess dicks aside (laughs) um (laughs) So where did we go with cannabis from there? Was it an everyday thing? Uh, once a week? How did it go? Um, so after the first time, it was pretty much whenever my friends had it, like through eighth grade, I didn't buy any myself. It was just like, you know, once in a while, Brett, Brett was always the dude that would show up with weed in the morning, like one, maybe once or twice a month, like he'd be like, hey, I got some weed, let's smoke. So you know, that's pretty much how it was in eighth grade. And like, we almost got caught one time. We were between those garages and shit smoking. And uh, the guy, one of the guys that lived in the house comes out and he's like, hey, what are you kids doing? And two of the people that were with us took off running. And me and Brett just like kind of slowly started putting our shit away and tried to like walk away like nothing happened. And the guy's like, hey, no, come here. I'm not going to like tattle on you I just want to talk to you for a second so we walked over like what's up and he's like if you guys are gonna smoke over here that's fine just don't make a mess like you know don't leave soda bottles or whatever on the floor or on the ground and just keep it clean and I won't call the cops so you guys can smoke over here as much as you want it's like okay that's a fucking fair deal so that was pretty cool that you know we knew we had a spot that we could always go to and not have to worry about them calling the cops on us in the morning or calling the school. Um, I think it was like maybe like 10th grade, I started smoking more and more. Um, Well, actually, so like around like ninth grade, I really started drinking a lot. So like all through high school, I would go between like drinking and smoking weed and like basically doing whatever that I could get my hands on. And it was like, it was easier for me to drink than it was to smoke weed because I had access to alcohol all the time. Like, I don't know how it is in other states, but it seems like everybody here, like if you have a decent basement, you have a bar in your basement, like everybody's fucking family has a bar in their basement here and with my parents being big drinkers like they did most of their drinking at the bar but they always kept a fully stocked bar at home too which they didn't really touch the liquor liquor except when they had like parties when their friends would come over so when they were at home they mostly drank like the beer and wine and all the wine and shit that they actually made at home too uh, I had to, I actually got to help them make grape wine a couple times and dandelion wine, which I never actually got to try that one because the glass jar that it was fermenting in or whatever fucking shattered while it was like almost done. So we didn't get to try that one. And I ended up 
picking all the motherfucking dandelions for that wine. I had to pick like thousands of dandelions from the field down the street. And my stepdad was like, I'll pay you a penny a dandelion. I was like, okay, that's a deal. Until you start picking dandelions, you realize, fuck, (laughs) this is a lot of fucking dandelions for a penny a piece. So I got smarter after that. Like I started asking for more money than that shit. (laughs) But, um, but anyways, so because they didn't drink the liquor liquor at the house, unless they had friends over like a couple times a year for like, you know, 4th of July party or Memorial Day parties, shit like that. So I could take like liquor and they wouldn't notice because they hardly ever looked at it. They like, you know, are you going to remember how much liquor you had in that bottle six months ago? Like, I mean, if, you know, a couple inches of it was missing, would you even notice, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I would just like empty out water bottles and fill up, you know, liquor in the bottle and take it to school with me and like carry it around in my cargo pockets and shit and drink in class, like whatever. Um, Cause it was, like I said, I could, it was on hand. I could fucking take as much as I want, like whenever I want and they, they're not gonna fucking notice. And I know that they're gonna restock it at, after their next party. So I'm good. And uh, like I said, it was because weed is illegal and all that shit it's harder to find so I didn't really uh I didn't really get to buy weed a lot throughout high school and then also like not having money for weed either like because I smoked cigarettes so I had to put money towards cigarettes almost every day and like I'd get I think I think my mom would give me like three dollars a day for lunch money because it was like two dollars for the lunch and then a dollar for like an extra milk or whatever the fuck they had so I'd save up my, I'd, I just wouldn't eat lunch and I'd save up my lunch money. And then by the end of the week, I'd have like, you know, 15 bucks or whatever. And I could spend that on a couple packs of cigarettes because cigarettes were only like three fifty a pack back then. And uh, so I'd buy a couple packs of cigarettes and can't really buy weed with 15 bucks or not 15. So 15 minus, couple, I'd only have like five bucks left over. I mean, yeah, I could buy a little tiny nickel sack, but I don't know. It was just so hard to find it. And then like my friend, she found out that her mom smoked. This was probably like, I think this was 10th grade when we found out her mom smoked. She like accidentally found her mom's weed in the basement because her mom would like stash it on some shelf over by the laundry and family computer was down in the basement so you know we'd be hanging out in the basement all the time just doing whatever on on the computer and she happened to be looking on that shelf one day and found her mom's weed and it was like really good weed too that she found like shit that we had never seen because like everything we had been smoking was like the the shitty brick weed and stuff but the stuff that she found from her mom it was like so green and it had all these red hairs all over it it smelled amazing and like we would when you hit it like it almost looked like it it would like turn like a yellowish color and man we got so fucking high smoking that shit like compared to the the shitty weed that we were used to smoking we smoked this like two hits and we're just like holy shit like this is way better 
And then it was awesome too, because once she found out that her mom smoked and she found her stash, she's like, now I got free access to weed. Cause what's my mom going to do? Like confront me. And then she'd have to admit that she smokes. Like she's not going to do that. So she'd fucking pinch off her mom's weed. Like for a long time, she did that until her mom finally like admitted to her that she smoked. And then they, I think they started smoking together after that, which is kind of weird and cool but <laughs> um and I had another friend like her mom smoked and I actually smoked with her once and I thought it was like the coolest thing to like smoke with my friend's mom because she had like a cool mom like you know she she didn't care what you did as long as you know you don't hurt yourself or something and so uh I got to smoke with her once one time and I don't know what kind of weed she had, but we smoked it in a little metal pipe. And I, I remember it was New Year's Eve and I was at, I was at my friend's house and she's like, oh, I'm going to go take a shower real quick. So do you just want to hang out in the kitchen with my mom? I was like, OK. So I, I sit in there and her mom just comes over and she just stops and kind of looks at me and her her eyes kind of get low. And she looks at me and she goes, you want to smoke some weed with me? I was like, uh yeah <laughs> like yeah let's do it so we smoked and then by the time we were done my friend came out of the shower and like me and her mom are just in the kitchen talking and laughing and my friend she wasn't a smoker at all <clears throat> and she would she was just like oh you guys are fucking idiots and like she would always just like talk shit to people who smoke weed and like call us dumb and all this stuff like I noticed a lot of people that a lot of my friends that didn't smoke weed, like they were cool with us, but then when we would smoke weed, they would like talk shit to us, like like me and my other smoker friends, you know what I'm saying? Like they would always like talk about it like it's this bad thing, but then they would go and get drunk and stuff all the time. And they still do that. Like some of them would get mad at me after I had my daughter and they'd be like, Oh, you should come out and come drink and blah, 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 blah. And it's like a Thursday night and they would like get mad because I won't go and drop my kid off so I can go out and drink on a Thursday night or something. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, fuck you guys. Like you guys should understand. And some of them have kids. It's like, dude, you should understand. Like kids are more important than going out and drinking. But <clears throat> I forgot what the original question was here. Uh, well, I think we, we were just basically talking about where you went with cannabis after that first time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I still don't know um, to this day what the fuck was in this weed that I smoked. But it was like, I think it was my junior year. And I was, I, I didn't really know this kid. Like, I knew who he was. And he was like friend of a friend. And uh we had like 20 minutes before school started and we we're just like hanging out outside and he comes over and he's like hey anybody want to come smoke a bowl I was like fuck yeah like like I said anybody got free drugs I'm I will not turn it down <laughs> so it's like yeah let's go smoke so we go in the alley behind the high school and it was like me him this dude Mike and I think there was one other kid oh yeah my yeah, my friend Kelly came with, but she didn't actually smoke. She just came like just to hang out with us. 
So we walked like halfway down this alley and just ducked behind some garbage cans and he's got like a metal pipe already packed and it's got uh, one of those tops on it where it's just got this the hole on the top and you can't really see what's inside and but you know the flame can still go through it. So we I only took like two hits off the shit and all of a sudden I just started like blacking out. It was really weird. And we're walking down that all of a sudden like I blacked out. Next thing I know I come to and we're on our way back to school and I'm like we're almost to the end of the alley and I can see the school building. I was like what I just like stopped in my tracks and I looked around like what what the fuck how did I just get here it was like I teleported it was fucking weird so uh then I blacked out again and next thing I know I'm like sitting outside of the school on the side of the on the side where uh the attendance office area is because there was like one two three there's like six or seven different doors you can go into so I'm just like sitting on the side of the building by this one on the ground like just feeling like shit and like I said I was just like blacking out out of nowhere and all of a sudden like I'm upstairs at my locker and my two friends who I shared a locker with they're just like what they're I'm already at the locker and they come walking up towards the locker and apparently like I looked sick as fuck and they looked at me and they're like are you okay And as soon as they said that, I fucking puked all over the floor in front of the locker. And they were just like, what the fuck? And the art teacher, like, seeing this happening, and she comes over, like, is everything okay? Let's get you down to the office and call your parents. Like, I was like, all right, you know, let's go down to the office. And I seen Mike, like, walking down the hallway. And I was like, dude, what the fuck was in that shit? And he goes, I don't even know where the fuck I am. And then he keeps walking. I was like, okay. And so, and then like the administrator comes upstairs, takes me down to the office. And I remember like, I could like barely walk down the fucking stairs. Like I felt like my legs were like rubber. It was weird. Kind of like when I did shrooms one time, like when I actually ate shrooms, my legs felt like they were just like fucking rubber when I was trying to walk down the stairs. That's kind of what this felt like. But um. Yeah, so they called my stepdad, he picked me up, I went home, dry heaved for like 30 minutes, and then passed out for like five hours in my bed, woke up with just feeling like shit. Still have no idea what the fuck happened, but yeah, that was not a fun experience with that bowl. So I guess, has it always been recreational or at some point do you think it's kind of switched over to uh, medical use? It's weird how we got have to draw that line, but I think at some point it does kind of, you get an aha moment that it isn't just all right. Um, <clears throat> well, I, I hear a lot of people say like, even if you're using it as recreational, you're still using using it medicinally. And even though I didn't know it at the time, I know that in high school I was smoking weed and drinking and stuff because I did want to feel better because like I didn't know until a couple years ago I was finally diagnosed with uh, 
complex PTSD. And I was like, as soon as I was diagnosed with that, it like clicked. I was like, wow, it all fucking makes sense now. Like, but I, I feel like that's basically why I was doing all that shit was, you know, trying to deal with the symptoms of that. Because when I drink, drink and smoke and whatever else, like, you know, I didn't have to deal with all these shitty feelings I had and all these other symptoms. And so I, I, I probably was using it medicinally, you know, the whole time. I just didn't realize it. And now I definitely, like, I'm to the point now where, you know, I can go to work and not have to fucking get baked on every single break that I have now. Like, I used to take weed with me and, you know, every two hours, oh, it's break time. Okay, I got to go and smoke a bowl, smoke a bowl, smoke a bowl. Like, now I don't really have to fucking do that with, especially with growing, like, um, I don't know. I feel like it's been so therapeutic that I can use it more medicinally now instead of just like trying to get baked all the time. You know, I can use the growing as a form of therapy. Like, like I feel like I smoke a lot less now where I, like I said, I can come home and smoke one bowl and just chill with the plants and be good for a while. I don't have to sit here and smoke and smoke and smoke. And then like with the edibles, I don't get high out of my mind on edibles but it does I do get the medicinal benefits from it throughout the day and then like the topicals too that I'm I've been using like you know I, I only use it when I need to I don't just like put it on all the time but it used I used to smoke I a definitely. lot definitely like, it used to be like super <laughs> recreational to like I don't know like especially like after high school when I after I got a job and was had my own place and all my friends smoked that I was hanging out with and I could just like smoke as much as I wanted whenever like we would you buy can, you you have to grow out of that because <laughs> I guess it's another thing I guess I haven't grown out of yet because I still smoke an incredible amount of weed. <laughs> Probably more than I should, I guess, but I do smoke a lot to this day. A lot. But I, I don't know. So can I ask what roughly what you do? I guess, and as far as like work goes, I mean, it's fair to ask, I guess. Oh, for right now, I, I work in a warehouse. I don't really want to say what the business is because it'd be easy to. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, I do. I work in a warehouse and I've been there for five years and I'm at the point where I just so sick of working for other people and being fucked over over and over and over again by companies and like it's I don't know I don't I don't want to get too too much into it but I don't no, know no, I'm, just, uh, I'm, I'm at a point where reason. within the next year I plan on like having my own business up and running I'd like to open 
some kind of smoke shop slash like stoner store i guess you can call it like i don't i don't really know what to call it but i got a whole thing planned out in my head and i've been coming up with business plans and all this stuff and i plan to have it up and running hopefully within the next what's it's may i want to have it running by next april but we'll see I guess why I asked is because I guess some jobs just require cannabis. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? That's why I guess I asked. So, you know, just to kind of clarify the smoking that, you know, on every break is, like I said, some some jobs just require cannabis on breaks, I think. You know, roofing's one of them jobs. Laying tile. I could see warehouse work pulling orders i could see that being a good thing kind of just being in the zone and just headphones on concentrating on that pull order or whatever yes i could see that being a good thing in a lot of ways yeah it does i've i have gone to work high as fuck like i usually am first thing in the morning because i smoke before i leave so when i first get there i am pretty high and it does make work a lot better but see like my my boss has smelled it on people because dumbasses will park their car right by the front door and smoke with their windows open thinking it's okay it's like dude like it's not legal here it's not i mean what the fuck is what are you doing man like park at the other side of the parking lot so because they were doing this the managers are like really cracking down on like if they smell it on you you're gonna get written up or possibly fired now they were like, you know, if you want to do what you want to do at home, that's fine. But if we smell it on you at work, like, we're not fucking having it. And he, it sucks because, yeah, it does make it make that, especially that job, a lot easier to fucking do. But I don't know. I, I just, I, I enjoy the fact that I don't have to smoke as much because it saves me money. And it's I was gonna say like listening to your your show and like other grow shows and stuff like the future cannabis project like they do live streams and stuff like I'll listen to them and smart poker listening to shit like that while I'm at work like it it's weird like it, it I don't know if it tricks my brain into like thinking I'm getting stoned with everybody because everybody's sitting there like smoking and talking about smoking and growing and all this shit but I feel like just listening to that while I'm at work all day, it it makes it so I don't have to get baked, if that makes sense. Well, all right. Well, I don't know how it works, but if it works, I'm all for it. You know, I'm kind of related back to the cannabis and work thing, you know. I've heard a lot of very intelligent people, you know, cannabis supporters, you know, speak and say well you know do you want your doctor smoking do you want your you know whatever pilot smoking and i think to myself even as we speak i'm like yes <laughs> yes yeah if they're I, a if regular user takes, yeah it, yeah you know what i mean i think anybody that takes their profession seriously 
you know what I mean, isn't going to necessarily hinder what they do purposely. But if they, you know, needed to for medical reason or to take that edge off or whatever, people have bad days. People fucking have bad days. Lives can be fucked up. You know what I mean? He's had an argument just prior surgery or that flight. Fuck yeah, blaze that joint, dude. <laughs> Settle it down. I'm already leery enough as I go in for surgery when they have to put a fucking X on my fucking leg or whatever the fuck they're working on. You know what I mean? That's ter- already terrifying me. Moreover, if there's, a, I would prefer there be a good vibe in that room while they're working on me. You know what I mean? Some smiles in the air, some shit. You know what I mean? I don't want gloom and doom vibe while everybody's working on me or whatever. I'm I'm for it. Right. Yeah, I w- I wish it was like so you you were allowed to smoke at work. Like, if it doesn't affect your work, then you should be able to do it. Especially if it's medicinal too. Like, people can take uh you know Adderall and shit like that and go to work and that's fine but I can't smoke a little weed and go to work I think it I think that let's be honest I think it happens every fucking day and I just we're (laughs) ashamed to admit it in the early 20s there alcohol was coffee you know what I mean? Coffee wasn't always coffee. Everybody didn't always wake up and fucking have a cup of coffee. You know, in the early the early 1900s, early 1920s, they were having fucking beer for breakfast. You know, they were consuming a pint of ale before they went to work and shit, and that was just accepted. You know what I mean? And again, you put the two side by side, I feel much safer kind of working by the canvas user. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Right, that's just me. But anyways, so I guess what led you to the the cultivation side? Well, the the first time I grew was um, I'm trying to think what year that was, like two thousand nine ish, I th- I want to say, and I grew because. For one, I wanted to save money. I was like, fuck it. If I can grow my own, then I don't have to spend as much money on it. And then I also wouldn't have to, like, I I didn't really have good, like, really good connections back then. So it was like, you know, sometimes I'd be hitting up the weed man for fucking days and days, like, because they'd be like, oh, I got you. And then they wouldn't answer their phone. And like, all right, now I'm texting around, calling around everybody else, like, you know where I can get some, you know where I can get some, like, I bought weed through a fucking basement window one time, (laughs) like, it was weird, the dude's like, yeah, just go to this house, and walk up in the yard, and go to this basement window by this bush, (laughs) and he fucking just handed it through the window, but, um, but yeah, it was just, like, really, sometimes it was hard to find, and it was getting, more expensive too because by then I had discovered good weed because before you know when I first started smoking we were smoking like the really shitty brick weed and then around like 2007 ish I started finding what they called was they used to call it mids like we could either find brick mids or dro 
dro was like everything was dro if it was really good it was dro like it didn't matter if it was actually grown in hydro or whatever because i think that's what dro meant was it was hydro but everybody here it was like if it's good shit it's dro if it's in between it's mids if it's the shit fucking you gotta pick it with an ice pick and shit because it's so hard and I actually had some weed break my fucking grinder one time. It was so hard. Um, but yeah, so I was like, fuck it. I can, with how expensive my weed was getting, because I had discovered mids. And then one of our friends, he would get it once in a while, was the dro. And that's when I started learning like different strain names. Like he would bring over, he would just buy like a 16th at a time. So it was like, 30 40 bucks for a 16th of the shit at the time and uh I remember one was like called Yoda like he would just like write it on the plastic baggie and like one said it was like Yoda uh one I had White Widow one time that was like the best weed I ever smoked that shit was so good I'd like to get a hold of that again but um I can't remember all the other strains, but I, I remember those two for sure. And uh, so I was like, fuck it, with how expensive it was. And we were living with a you know, bunch of people that like a lot of people didn't have jobs. It was just, we had like a flop house going and we had friends that would stay there. And it was always like five, at least like five or six people in the apartment at a time. And you know, if I'm smoking my weed, I guess everybody's smoking, regardless if they haven't pitched in in the last fucking six months, you know what I'm saying? But that's cool. Um, so it was getting expensive and I was like, fuck it, like, let's try to figure out how to grow it. But it, we didn't really know much about growing because um, it wasn't as big as it is now. There wasn't like YouTube how-to videos and all, Reddits and all this other shit telling you how to do it. And we were also paranoid to even like search online to figure out how to do it because we figured like, oh, if we search for this shit, like the feds are going to show up at our house and because they're going to know that we were searching for it and they're going to fucking put us in jail forever for this one plant that we grew one time. So I was like, couldn't look online for anything. So we would go to Barnes and Noble because it was like the only bookstore. And we'd go there and they had a magazine section and there was like three different weed magazines. There was High Times. There was, I think it was called Cannabis Magazine or Cannabis Culture Magazine, something like that. I don't know, I remember it had a big C on it. And then um, there was some kind of like medical cannabis magazine. So we would go to Barnes and Noble and we were too scared to buy the magazines most of the time too. So we would stand there in the magazine aisle and grab the weed magazines and put them inside of like cooking magazines and sports magazines and just sit there and read them real quick. Like, you know, we'd sit there for like an hour flipping through, trying to get grow tips, like whatever they'd have in there, trying to figure out how to do all this shit. Um, and then I remember there was like a, a book called the Canna Bible or something like that. And it had like all these different strain names. Um, 
I think there was like, I think at one point I ended up buying uh, some kind of grow book. I can't remember what it was, but it 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 seems familiar. So I, I might have had one at one time, um, or maybe I'm just thinking of the Canna Bible for some reason. But but yeah, so that's basically the only knowledge I had to go from was like whatever we could find in those few magazines here and there that like what every month or two they'd get a new high times magazine or whatever um so then i ended up finding about a year later i ended we moved and i ended up finding a uh, stealth computer online it was like a couple hundred bucks and it was a a computer tower and the whole inside was gutted out and replaced with like shiny tape and like some kind of lights and a little fan and um it was basically built to look like a computer tower from the outside so like if the cops ever busted in they would assume that it was a computer tower even though i'm not sure like how they would assume it's a computer tower and not like bust it open because like you could see lights coming out of it and once that little plant went into flower it smelled so bad in my apartment like it was like as soon as I opened the apartment door and the plant was all the way in my bedroom with the door closed like all the time and you could just like it was like hitting a brick wall and it's just like smelled all the time like you were just like smoking 24 7 I was like holy shit so like having it in a stealth tower, like it, they would have found it <laughs> like anyways with how bad it smelled. So it, it didn't matter. And uh, it wasn't really that big. It was probably like maybe two feet tall was the how big the tower was. And I think we started with two plants. It was just like regular bag seeds man, I've, I was thinking recently about all those seeds that I've thrown away over the years, like back in the day when uh, I'd be cleaning my weed, because we'd buy like quarter pounds at a time. And sometimes we'd just like have smoke out parties and just smoke and smoke and smoke all fucking day and all night, blunt after blunt after blunt and bongs and all this other shit. And we had hookahs and all crazy shit. And we'd have a bunch of people over just smoking all day. And then other times I'd just like keep an ounce and sell the other three and it'd be like smoking for free a little bit. But uh, but anyways, with how shitty that weed was, there was always so much seeds in it. And I'd sit there and clean it out in my little box and I'd have I'd end up with like a shit ton of seeds. Like I'd weigh it out sometimes. It's like, I swear there'd be more seeds than actual weed by the end of when you're done cleaning that shit. And I used to save them. Like I, I remember saving them for a long time. Like they'd just be chilling in the box and then I'd start running out of room in my little box to like clean weeds. So then I'd put the seeds somewhere else like in cigarette packs or something. I don't fucking remember, but we saved them for a long time. I know like sometimes we would just like take some and like just throw them randomly like in like where there was grass and stuff just to see if it would do anything and um but yeah I did have a huge bag at one time like like a sandwich bag full and then I ended up throwing them away when 
I was getting rid of a bunch of shit and I was like, fuck it, what am I going to do with all these seeds? Cause I didn't really think to grow at that time. So I threw them away. It's like, man, there was probably like a couple hundred seeds in that fucking bag. There, there had some fucking garbage dump here somewhere. If anybody wants to go digging, looking for garbage plants, mutant garbage plants growing. Um, but yeah, so I ended up having a couple from our bags and I was like, fuck it, let's grow it. So we grew two. One of them ended up being a male. And like we, I remember coming home from work and I'd have like a little magnifying glass and we were watching, looking to see if the little plant dicks would show up or not. And finally one of them did. So I was like, okay, we got rid of the one. So we ended up with one plant. We really didn't know what the fuck we were doing. Like I said, it was just going by the little bits of information we'd have from those magazines. So we ended up obviously doing it in flower because it smelled so bad. So we somehow we managed to get it to grow and we did like, I guess what it's called now is low stress training. But at the time we didn't know, we were just like, oh, if you tie this plant down, it'll grow bushier instead of taller. So that way it'll, you know, you can grow it inside of the stealth power. It's like, that makes sense. So we just knew it as, hey, tie that bitch down so we can keep it short. And so we did that and it was a funky looking plant and we didn't get many buds off of it. I don't remember how long we like let it go for. It was a couple months altogether, but I don't remember the exact time range. Um, I think we only got like maybe half an ounce off the plant and we didn't know how to dry it. We didn't know nothing about cutting it down and hanging it. So we didn't do that. It was basically like we just pulled all the fucking buds off this bitch and threw it into a paper bag and left it on the table for a couple days and thought that's how you cured it. And it smelled good and it looked good, but every time we'd try to smoke it, it was still just like too wet and it didn't want to light very well. And, you know, we didn't know anything about like putting it in jars to cure it or anything. So like I said, it was basically just like, we just threw it in this paper bag and left it there for a couple of days. And yeah, we didn't get high off the weed, none of that shit, but it was a, it was fun growing it. And that was the only time we grew out in there because we ended up moving after that. And then I got pregnant with my daughter and it was basically like, we just focused on that. And it's like, we're not worried about growing weed and stuff now. Um, and then now fast forward. So that was 2009, 19. So 13 years later, I'm finally growing for my second time now, uh, I probably should have started like at the beginning of COVID, but that's fine. Um, I spent the last two years like just listening to all these different live streams and watching videos, especially listening to your show. Like I enjoy listening to all the different people's opinions and how they grow and taking little bits of information from how everybody does their thing and trying to incorporate it into what I do and what I feel is right for my plant and my environment and all that shit. Um, so yeah, just like listening to all that stuff the last two years, I feel like it 
it helped a lot like with starting at first I was like fuck I don't know what I'm doing but now that I've and I still kind of feel like that each now that I'm growing like sometimes I'm like man I hope I'm doing this right like every time I do a tie down on my plant I'm like is it too soon to do one is it tall enough should I let it go taller is this the right thing like I'm still thinking about those things wondering if I'm doing it right but I feel more confident in it than I did when I had no information to go off of besides a magazine. I've got uh, three blue raspberry truffle F2s going. Shout out to Purple Thumb. They're his babies. Um, I started with a two by two and I was like, fuck it. I'll, I'd like to have a veg tent and a flower tent. So I ended up buying a four by four. Uh, the two by two is a spider farmer. I bought that as like the full kit. So it came with the spider farmer SF 1000 with the dimmer on it um, and a fan and all that shit. And then the four by four is a Mars hydro. I just bought the tent because I was like, fuck it. I'll just, you know, it would be, be slightly cheaper to just buy it in pieces for what I need since I already have like extra ducting and all that shit or whatever the fuck you call it. Um, and then I ended up buying, I think I made a mistake though. I bought two more SF-1000s, but I bought the two that don't have dimmers on it, which I don't really like. Cause like, I kind of like being able to, you know, dim the light down and stuff. So right now I just basically got, because the plants are still kind of small. I got three of them running under just the one light. And then once they start getting a little bigger, then I can spread them out in the tent and like have one under each light. I'm assuming that should work pretty well. And then hopefully by the time these ones are done, I should be able to have like a different light or something that works better for that tent. Or I might actually, Actually, what I got to do is put one of the SF100 or 1000s back in the two by two. So I got a veg light and then probably get one of those lights that are like longer, you know, instead of square. So it'd be like a two by four type light. I think that would probably be better instead of buying two small lights. Yeah, I'm just kind of figuring this tent thing out like it. Like, yeah, it's nice watching the videos and stuff and it kind of helps, but you don't really figure it all out until you actually start doing it yourself. Like the first time I started setting up my tent, I was like, man, this is so confusing. How did they do that in that video? Because like a lot of times they skip over a lot of like tiny details that you wouldn't think were important, like how to hang up those little fucking ropes that come with the latches that you attach to the light you know what I'm saying it's like they don't a lot of people don't show you how to use those and like those other straps that you can wrap around your carbon filter like most people don't show you how they did that they're just like oh here it is it's all done ta-da how did you do it I don't know figure it out bro <laughs> so I've moved thing I moved things around in my two by two like three or four times before I finally like was happy with the way it was and then I ended up pulling it all down and putting the shit in my four by four because I needed 
I figured I might as well put it all in there now, get those babies and the flower, and then um, I need to get a couple more seeds started because I'd, I'd like to figure out how to keep a perpetual grow going. So like, you know, start the veg cycle in the two by two and then switch them over to the four by four. And, but I got to figure out somewhat of the timing on it so I can have the harvest done and before I have to put the babe, put the veg into the flower tent. Holy cow, that thing's loud. Um, so as, as far as the perpetual goes, you know, I always offer the advice of, I don't know, you know, where you're at here in Michigan, you know, any whole household has the option to grow 12 plants. So I always suggest, you know, if you can, if you have the option to start all at once, or if you're starting from seed to drop all at once, <clears throat> And then uh, hopefully fems, you know, because, you you know, at this point, you don't really want to waste any time. But, you know, get everything going. And then as soon as you can, you know, uh, the plants are able, you know, a month, month and a half in, you should be able to shoot for into flower. You know, you should, you'll get a little crop at the first round, but, you know, it's, it's up and running. And then from there after 30 days, you know, throw another one in. I hear you have two tents there. <clears throat> you know, you don't necessarily need uh, a tenant area for, you know, veg or to get seats started. You know, they can be in a 24 hour environment or under just a small lamp or, you know, whatever light you could come up with. So, just get them going outside of somewhere else and then use the two tents for your flower area, you know, launch four off into flower and then you can actually veg the other eight if you have to in that uh, other tent there. And then 30 days later, start that other tent into flower and then just pull the other ones back. And then from there on, just take cuts from those final fours. And then every month, every 30 days thereafter, you should be able to pretty much pull four down, you know, and put four in. I feel like that's my, how I got started. I wonder if my plants are like growing really slow or something then, because you're saying like a month in, you could flip them to flower, but mine are still like so small if I flipped them right now like I wouldn't I don't think I'd really I don't know because like everything I've watched they say like when you flip it they double in size and if they doubled right now they're like they're still tiny I don't know well the first crop you know what I mean when I say that first you know 30 days they will be kind of small but when you're thinking your next time when you're putting the next 30 days, when you're putting those in the flower, those have been vegged now for 60 days. You know what I mean? Before they're in the flower. So the next round, they should be bigger. And throughout that system, you should have, you know, four that have been kind of leaned back that whole time. And should they should honestly be having, you know, a month or two veg time before you're, you know, flipping them, hanging them back. It's, it's 
it's it's an easy system to get into. Yeah, I'll have to, I'm gonna have to figure that out. Yeah, and I I don't know why I, I was assuming like for you know the veg and stuff that I I'd have to like put it in the tent. I figured like you know basically let them go in there in the two by two until it's like filled, and then that's when I'd put it in the four by four because then it would like mostly fill up the four by four then, wouldn't it? Once you flip it to flour. Yeah. Four, you know, I've always suggested four under a light. You know, that's the way I was always pretty much taught was the quad type system. And that's ideal for, you know, my system for a four by four. So, I don't know. I always found four in a four by four to be optimal. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure how big these plants were going to get or anything when I first started. So I only started with three seeds because I didn't want to like pop all 10 and then, oh shit, I don't have room now. You know what I'm saying? Well, you can always kind of cut back. So what kind of, what, what are you growing in? What kind of uh, medium are you in? Soil or cocoa? Yeah, I just bought a bag of uh, Fox Farm soil the regular one and just put them in well I started them in solo cups and then I put them in a I don't know what kind of what gallon the pot is but it's the bottom says it's like 11 inches I think it's either 11 or 12 and looks like it's almost like when I stick the pot inside of the five gallon grow bags that came with the two by two tent it's almost the same size as the grow bag it's just like slightly smaller so I assume it's like a three gallon pot so it's just in one of those with soil um I mostly just give it plain water a few times I've given it like the the fox farm plant food like I did like half of the dose or whatever the direction said and gave them plant food a few times but a couple people People have said like not to give them too much plant food or especially this early. So, so past couple of weeks, all they've had is water and they seem to be okay, except one of them, like some of the leaves are like starting to, or they have already for the past like week, they started getting like yellowish and then like turning like brownish black and curling. So I, was looking into it and like it said it could be overwatering or underwatering so I stopped watering it thinking okay let's see if it's if I gave it too much and that was making it worse so I was like okay I'm gonna give it more water start started watering it started getting a little better and then it started getting shitty again so I'm not sure I don't have like a pH meter or any of that stuff so I don't have anything to test my soil or my water I really didn't plan on doing any of that, but I might have to if this keeps happening, see what the problem is. But it's it's only the one plant and I've been treating all three basically the same, like for my watering, 
I just like stick my finger in the soil about an inch, inch and a half. And if you, if it feels dry, then I water it. If it still feels kind of moist, then I leave it alone and it's working great for the two, but it's just the one that's like, no, fuck you. I'm going to turn brown and yellow and crispy. So we'll, we'll see. Cause like the, it's, it seems to only be a couple of the leaves. It's not like all of them. It's like all the new ones, the little bunches that are growing down towards the bottom of the stem. Like those are looking fine for the most part. Like I think a few of them have like a tiny little like yellow on the very tip of the leaf, but for the most part, they look completely healthy. It's just a few of the leaves are not happy. And that plant is also much smaller. It seems like the leaves and stuff that it's producing are way smaller than the other two plants. I think you might be muted if you're talking. Thank you. I was. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have to uh, have this Zoom app like on the screen that shows the done speaking button because if I scroll over, for some reason, it turns my microphone off and then it doesn't give me the option to turn it back on unless I go back over to that screen. It's weird. So yeah, I can't see your screen or my screen. I All I can see is the the microphone button. <laughs> so if you get silent for too long, I'll that say That can something. make it a little tough. That can make it a little tough. There we go. And switch my headphones there. That's why I was muted. But uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to tell without, uh, you know, seeing the plant in the environment. First off, if it's, you know, usually one I want to necessarily think it could possibly be an infestation first things first but again it's hard to say without seeing it and knowing the environment but i'm more curious can you get back to you know the cultivation thing you know because you kind of said you know it did kind of help take your mind off things i think that i say this a lot you know i believe that the cultivation side of things is the more medicinal side of in cannabis. And I, for, for the most part, I think that's when people actually realize, you know, this is a medicine, you know what I mean? I don't necessarily think, you know, there's a lot of reasons why and when, but I think when they start cultivating the plant, I think they, that's the aha moment for a lot of people. Yeah, that's pretty much how I, how it seemed like when I, as soon as I started growing, you know, as soon as the little seeds pop, sprouted up out of the solo cup and I don't know, it was like, I don't, I, I don't really know how to explain it. Like, you just have to feel it, I guess. Like, it was like, as soon as I, you know, started taking care of these little plants, it was 
I don't know, I think about them at work. Like, I'll be like, hmm, I wonder how my plants are doing, you know? And then I think about, okay, when I get home, I'm going to do this with them. And I think about how, you know, how to make them better and how it's making me better. Like, it's it's weird, though. I don't know. I, don't, I suck at explaining shit sometimes, but I'm sure all the growers know what I'm talking about, like how, how you just feel dif- different after you start doing it more peaceful I guess like I used to fuck with people on the internet all the time like I spent a lot of my COVID vacation uh becoming a meme lord and trolling the shit out of people certain people who I'm not gonna like give them any recognition or whatever but um it wasn't like I was just trolling random people it was specific people and uh I used to do that like I'd spend so much time like doing that shit and like fucking with them and making videos like fucking with people and all this negative shit and it didn't make me I mean yeah it made it make me laugh and my friends laugh like a little bit but it in the end it wasn't making me feel any better like how doing this is like just you know ever since I started growing now it's like I I can give two shits about going and fucking with people like I don't care I just want to like grow my plants and listen to everybody else talk about their plants and be peaceful and help each other out and I don't know if there's negative shit just instead of retaliating I guess I would say or like you know fucking with them back just like ignore it and just like why waste your time and energy on that when you can do something positive and so if I'm going to be in a cult, then I would rather be in a cannabis cult. And that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Eagles cannabis cult. I don't know what to say to that. But uh, as far as cannabis goes, I definitely believe there's a lot of good things that come off it. A lot of great people in the cannabis community, for sure. You know, I've been a part of a lot of different things, and by far the best people I've ever met are here. You know what I'm saying? And such a diverse group, you know. You know, there's somebody from every walk of life in these chats. And so many cool people. It's hard to deny in cannabis community. Yeah, that's one thing that's awesome about your show is like you always have somebody different on and every person we're all the same in certain ways, but we're all fucking completely different and our stories are different. Our backgrounds are different. And it's awesome how we can all come on here and get along and just like be cool with each other all because we have share that one thing in common, like, you know, the, the plant. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, uh, I've talked about quite a bit because I've lost so many people through, you know, uh, pharmaceutical addictions. Um, Cannabis to be at one point, I some point (laughs) I've got a lot of cannabis dreams for sure. But at one point, 
you know, fly every year or hit, if I ever hit the lotto or whatever, I'd like to set up maybe a hemp farm or a cannabis farm just based to a rehabilitation type atmosphere for people from that suffer from opiate addiction or any kind of addiction, to be honest with you. I think it's, it could be a recovery tool for, you know, veterans with PTSD, you know, or people that suffer from anxiety. I know for a fact, myself included, I get in, get in the garden and, you know, the, <laughs> the twists and turns that your mind can make, or, you know, that, that nice little circle when you're trying to do something and you can't necessarily make that choice of which direction you want to take a few minutes in the garden and staring at my plants can stop the spinning of thoughts and help me choose a direction I want to run in for the day. That's for sure. But if, you know, I could help people see that on a wider scale, you know, from a lot of different ailments, I would like to do that. But I've also, I kind of heard you mention a little bit of uh, alcohol, you know, wanting to kind of get away from the alcohol. Do you think cannabis has a place for, you know, kind of, you know, uh, people that are wanting to come off alcohol and find something better? You know, not just again, not just in a place of like a sleight of hand here, quit drinking, Um and, you know, smoke weed, because I don't think cannabis in any way is a, a cure-all like that. And, but the cultivation side of things, I think that's, you know, if you can get somebody growing it, you know, that's, I think that's where, you know, the real, the real rehabilitation side could take place. You know what I mean? You think that's possible with alcohol? You know, I mean, I've seen it happen with pharmaceutical drugs and, anxiety and a lot of other ailments but do you think it's relatable to alcohol yeah definitely like i feel like if if i didn't have weed like i would i wouldn't have been able to stop drinking as much as i was and i think like smoke like when you're first coming off of alcohol and other drugs like you know, smoking weed or whatever probably would help. But then like, you know, once you get through all the shitty symptoms of coming off of the other stuff, you know, that's when you probably smoke a little bit less and do more of the cultivation. Maybe it would start helping uh, to do the cultivation then after you get through the initial withdrawal symptoms, if that makes sense. Like, I, I think the smoking could help, like, you know, because, you know, smoking helps me with nausea, headaches, like, all this other shit that it helps with. So, like, I feel like it would be good, especially cravings, too. Like, you know, if you're really craving, like, man, I really want to fucking drink or whatever, go smoke a joint. Like, you know, you, you might not feel like drinking after that. You just want to kind of, especially if you're not used to smoking, smoke that whole joint. You'll just kind of melt into the couch or whatever and chill and like maybe it'll help people get through their withdrawal symptoms a little easier i definitely had a problem with alcohol early on 
and uh, definitely my friends that I always, I grew up with, my bestest friend, leaving name was, that cat, man, had the shakes, 10th grade, man. He actually had to drink, <laughs> you know, before he went to even went to school. And as he grew up, man, it was tough to watch, you know, him go through that with alcohol, man. He would be the first one to pass out with party, but uh, it was tough to watch. It was it was definitely tough to watch. And I think that uh, if cannabis could have helped at that time, you know, crazy how I but me myself, I was terribly addicted to alcohol too. Till my first child, I gave it up with my first child. Second child, tobacco. Third child, I said, all I've got left is cannabis and I'm not giving it up. <laughs> I never I never gave up the cannabis. Still well, here a, today. It's a good one to keep. <laughs> I think it's probably the most healthy something. one. It's better for you than sugar and all this other shit that they give you. So I've actually been drinking a lot less soda and that's a, that's probably another reason I'm feeling better is I've been drinking basically coffee and water the past like two months. Like before I had to go back to work, I was trying to pass a drug test for a different job and man, fuck those detox drinks. I spent like $150 between detox drinks and all this shit trying to pass this fucking drug test, quit smoking for a couple weeks, and I still failed miserably. So I don't know if it's just the way my body digests stuff, but that shit did not work. And I, I tried two different kinds, actually, and neither one. Of, I did an at-home test and pissed dirty for both of them. So I, I would never waste my money on detox drinks again. It's basically going to be like, if a job has a drug test, then I guess I don't have that job because <laughs> I'm not going to give up cannabis just to get a fucking job. Like I shouldn't have to give up my medication to get a job. It's bullshit. Especially when like motherfuckers can go get plastered 12 hours ago and then go to their job interview and be fine. Like that's fine, you know? They can go take a drug test and pass, and that's fine. They can go to work drunk, and but whatever. Um, I forgot what the point of that was. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I, I agree. I, you know, I'm not afraid to admit cannabis has definitely chose my career path as well. You know, I've just felt that like way looking at job postings right now because like like I said I'm just getting so sick of my job and I will you know just in case I see something better between now and getting my business open like you know I keep an eye open and I keep seeing job postings now for uh, like delivery drivers like trucking companies and the first thing like on the title is like no THC testing but it's like long ass shifts and ridiculous hours and you know, stuff that you can't do when you're a single mom, so can't apply to it. But it's just funny that there's so many like delivery drivers for trucking companies that don't test for THC. But the job that I failed the drug test for, it was doing administrative stuff for a trucking company. So it's like, 
I have to pass a drug test to do computer work, but you don't have to pass a drug test to drive this giant fucking truck. Are you serious? <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it doesn't seem right. A little off. You should be able to do both. Uh, it's weird how company policies can sway for something like that. Holy yeah. shit, that's stupid, though. Right. I, it's hard to believe that they let the driver slide, though. But not the computer. So, like, you'd be able to just sit there. Uh, maybe. If... Yeah, especially since, like, it's it's still illegal in Wisconsin. So, like, I would assume that truckers would have to pass a drug test. But apparently some companies allow it. So when did uh do you start making edibles? I heard you mention while we were talking about honey earlier. Is that the only type of edible? Do you make other edibles? Do you make extracts? Um, I'm actually just getting into it. I've made butter a couple times. So about like a month, probably like a month ago, I got the idea that I was like, oh, I'm gonna try to make edibles because it's everybody on your well, not everybody, but a lot of people on your show talk about how beneficial edibles can be. So I was like, you know, fuck it. If I can figure out how to make them and it helps, you know, that's awesome. So I bought the the Dabix 2 butter maker. I ended up buying that instead of the magic butter machine. I think it was like $5 cheaper or something. And I'm fucking cheap as hell. So I was like, fuck it. I'll get this one. So, uh, I don't, I don't know if I either did it wrong or the fucking thing just sucks, but it was supposed to make two sticks of butter. And as it was going, like, cause you got to put, you put the butter and it says to put water up to the bottom of the, the little hole. So you put butter and water in there and then the weed goes in another compartment and you screw the top on and put it on the flame and then it's supposed to like once it gets to a certain temperature it like sucks up through this little tube in the center and it's supposed to spit your butter out into the top portion well all of a sudden like water and shit started like spraying out the side a little bit so I was like fuck I don't think I have it on tight enough but I was like afraid to put it on too tight so it's like I gotta get this thing off too so I don't want to put it on too tight so I screwed it on tighter wiped it off and shit turned the flame back on and then it started doing the butter thing where it like sucked it up through the tube and sprayed it into the top. It sounded like it was done because it wasn't spitting anything else out. So I turned it off and poured it into the, the mold that it came with because it came with like butter stick molds. And it was, like I said, it was supposed to fill, um, or I was supposed to get two sticks of butter out of it. It filled four butter stick things, two of two and a half no one and a half of the butter sticks actually worked the rest of it just ended up being like nasty looking water so I didn't even get two sticks out of it and uh the weed I used was really old weed because we were I was just like fucking around with some old shit just to see if it would work for edibles or not so uh 
it wasn't really that potent for me at least like I, I ended up making rice crispy treats at, but somebody else ate some and they said it wor- worked great for them so like I said like everybody's body is different everybody metabolizes differently so edibles are going to work differently for every person so that's why they I'm, that's why they say to start slow and see how it affects you so like I ate a big ass thing of rice crispy treat didn't affect me at all really and it affected somebody else so apparently the old weed was still good but like I said like the the butter it didn't produce two sticks like it said and it kind of made a mess and ended up with a bunch of nasty looking water and shit too instead of butter so after that I was like I looked online to see how people do it in a double boiler because I had already bought the double boiler for the honey so I was like okay I'll try to make butter in the double boiler see if that works out better like it takes a little bit longer like a lot because the butter machine that I bought it says it only takes like 15 minutes altogether and then doing it on the stove it's a couple hours altogether I think depending on how strong you make it I don't remember how many hours I did for mine but doing it on the stove it actually wasn't that difficult so I'll probably just continue to do it in the double boiler for now and uh I'm going to do like small batches too because I figured like doing it in small batches instead of making like you know 20 pounds of butter I'll just do like you know one stick or two sticks at a time so that way I'm hoping it would keep the potency more consistent like throughout the butter you know what I'm saying so it's not like all the weed ends up in like one quarter one corner of the butter and the rest of the butter is like eh and this is like super strong I figured like you know, just keep it small and it should keep it more consistent. Um, so I made, what else did I make? I tried making Fruity Pebbles treats. Those were pretty delicious. Um, what else did I make? And then the last thing I made was, um, I ended up using really good weed for the last thing I made. So I used um, seven grams of I'm not sure what kind of weed it was, but it it was really good weed. Um, Tons of trichomes and shit all over it. And uh, I made no-bake cookies. So it's like cocoa powder and um, oatmeal, like the oats or whatever you use for oatmeal and peanut butter. Uh, I think there was milk in it. I don't remember, but you can just search on Google, look for no-bake cookies and every recipe is basically the same. It's like vanilla and then all the other ingredients I listed. And you don't have to bake them either. You basically just like combine all this shit in a pan and then press them into cookies on some parchment paper or wax paper or whatever. Um, So I made a batch of, I made 10 cookies. It came out to 10 cookies with one stick of butter, seven grams of weed in the butter and one cookie man I ate one and I didn't think it really affected me too much and then all of a sudden I was I started driving somewhere and then it hit me and I was like fuck (laughs) so that one turned out pretty good that one was really good but I I thought it was a little bit too chocolatey but then I had somebody else taste it and they really like chocolate and they like the way it tasted but so 
the recipe was fine. It's just, I'm, I'm not really that big of a chocolate person. So it seemed too chocolatey for me. So if you're not really a chocolate person, maybe reduce the amount of cocoa powder. But yeah, they were, they were pretty good. And I'd like to figure out other recipes. I assume you can make anything that requires butter or oil. You just substitute it with cannabis oil or cannabis butter. So it's like you can make a box of pasta roni with some fucking cannabis butter. I fried a cheeseburger. Dude, you got to fry cheeseburgers with cannabis butter. I made a, it's pretty good. Like you could fry the actual meat with it. But then like when the burger's done and you got to toast your buns, man, you got to put, you put the fucking cannabis butter right in the pan and it like sizzles and pops really bad when you put the cannabis butter in like way more than regular butter, put it in the pan, let it all melt and shit. And then you use that um, butter that melted to uh, put your buns on and let your buns get toasted with that cannabis butter. Man, that is such a good cheeseburger. I'm telling you, you, got, you guys got to try it if you haven't tried it. And I think my cannabis honey Fuck. has kicked in because <laughs> I feel like I'm just like rambling. The burger sounds delicious, man. I like butter burgers anyway, but a can of butter burger is pretty fucking good. And yeah, pretty man. fucking, especially topping it off with a buttered bun like that sounds fucking delicious. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. They were saying in chat, uh Stony Creek was saying you should try making some uh cannabis sugar or some weed sugar for your coffee. Yeah, I, I myself seen that in like rest- I saw that on YouTube. Somebody was like using cannabis sugar and I was like, what the fuck is cannabis sugar? So I gotta look into that. I have seen the can of pixie sticks. I like uh, I like to make a fudge myself. I love canvas fudge or uh, uh, mint chips. Mint mint hides uh, canvas super well, super super well. So if you like, if you don't mind a little bit of mint, you know, mint chip cookies, can of mint chip cookies. I'll have to keep that in mind. That's a good idea. Yeah, I'd like to figure out anything I can, anything I can fucking do with cannabis. Like, I don't really know much about like rosin and doing dabs and all that shit either. Like, I remember when that stuff started coming out, like in the around like the late 2000s was when like people that I knew started doing dabs. And I'm just like looking at it and seeing like this blowtorch and I'm like, this just feels... I feel like we're crossing a line into like like smoking crack or something over here with this giant fucking blowtorch and you got to heat up this thing and do like man that's just too much like I'm cool with just like give me some flour and a bowl or a joint and I'm good <laughs> like I don't want to do all this extra shit just to get high but then I finally did my first dab last year I bought like a like an electronic dab machine thing so I you just like press the button and it heats up kind of like a dab pen. And man, I started sweating buckets like immediately. And it's like, man, fuck this shit. Like I, I, I had bought a bunch of dabs though. So I'm like, I'm, I guess I'm gonna smoke all this shit, but I was just, I don't know. I don't really like dabs too much. It's just too much for me. 
and then like trying to smoke them in a pen like my like all the dab pens that I've had whether they're CBD or the Delta 8 I've tried also because they sell that shit here um I don't really like the Delta 8 stuff though like I feel like it burns my throat and gives me kind of a headache but I think it's synthetic so I, I don't know that's probably why but um I even tried because like one of my dab pens that I bought the the guy at the smoke shop said I should be able to put like homemade dabs like into it and, and smoke it just like a regular dab so I do that too but it's like they always seem to get clogged and it's a pain in the ass to like get the fucking pens unclogged and I feel like I'm just like sucking my entire lungs out and I'm gonna end up with bruises on my lips by the time I get to work trying to fucking get this thing unclogged before I get to work so I can hit it but yeah I I'm, I much prefer like just smoking some good old regular weed but I know a lot of people a lot of other people are into dabs and all this other shit so I figure I might as well learn learn about it and figure out how to do all this shit seems interesting like I was watching videos on YouTube of people with these nug smashers and all this stuff I was like oh that's interesting and I mean you don't really get a lot out of it but it's it's interesting and pretty they look some of them look pretty when after they're pressed and then they say like you can make edibles out of the little puck that you get afterwards the thing that you smash down so, I mean, that could be interesting too. see how those work out for edibles. I can help out a little bit with the pen type thing. Not that I, I use pens anymore a lot, but, you know, I, I found out that uh, they clog up easily from uh, holding that button for fucking too long was the problem at least for me and most people that i associated with is like because if you hit that if you hold that button right until you know your your last breath, bit of breath there it's still kind of vaping inside that little chamber so it kind of clogs up that tip so there after a while you, like you're saying there you gotta fucking you hit that point where it's it don't want to work and you're just hitting the button, hitting the button, hitting the button, sucking on that thing, trying to get it to work. And then you usually get blasted with a little bit of oil on the teeth there when it finally like, breaks free. Like it would legit <laughs> be find- easier to suck a golf ball through a garden hose than to get that fucking thing unclogged sometimes. And it's like so yeah, half so the, the time I'm like, I get so pissed, like, fuck this shit. Like, I ain't got time for this. I throw the pen down because it's like I'm sucking so long and you just can't get it unclogged sometimes. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm done. Just give me my joints. I'm good. Yeah, I'm there with you, too. I found the answer for that, though, is just to let off that button a little bit early. You know what I mean? So it doesn't. Yeah. It helps out a lot. It won't tend to not to clog off or but yeah, I, they're only I only like them though for public that like sneak a sneak a puff. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> or initially work environments. Yeah, <laughs> that's initially why I bought the dab thing was because the the pen thing was because uh, I was driving to Florida last summer and I didn't want to like get caught driving smoking a whole bunch of weed like the whole time, especially having my kid in the car. 
So I was like, I figured smoking a dab pen would be safer, like at least like for traveling. And like it when it works, like it was really nice. But like I said, when it would clog, it would piss me off. And then like the batteries go so fast on them too, I feel like. Like I've tried several different batteries. Like I had a, I think an Aspire was one of them. I don't remember what the other one was, but I feel like they just, you can't even get a whole day on those things. Yeah, I try not to use them just for emergencies. I'm a, I'm a joint guy too. I've went through the phases of the dabs. Even when I got like an email, the dabs only lasted for so long. Uh, I don't know what it was. It's too brutal on my lungs for one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's way more harsh. I just, for me, I don't know. I smoke my joint and I see that oil, the oil roll, roll down the joint. Now, you know, that's not so bad, I guess. It absorbs, whatever. I see what's left in that dab rig, that like glass. <laughs> you know what I mean that's left inside the rig man I'm like is that what the inside of my lungs are gonna look like someday just right. a sheet of fucking yeah no, I'm, I'm good on that just cut me open and dab my lungs when I die <laughs> gross fall and just sh shatter shatter your lungs <laughs> Maybe that's where the term came from. <laughs> Shatter. <laughs> so, how many strains have you uh, have you grown out? Sounds like it's only been a couple of years, but what have you grown out? Um, I don't know what the the first plant was. It was just like some random seeds that were in a bag, and. These ones that I got right now are blue raspberry truffle F2s, which I'm still kind of trying to figure out what F2s means. I That means they're like inbred cousins or some shit, right? F2s are the like the next generation. Yeah, they're basically you're taking two of the same and putting them together. So, yeah, we call it a little inbreed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Got that cousin loving weed. <laughs> well, it depends on, you know, the same thing happens in like animal breeding. You know what I mean? And they kind of call that just tightening up the line. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's one way you can put it. <laughs> Anyways, F2s aren't all that bad. You know, what you'll get in an F2 is, you know, you'll get some variety in the F1s, but uh, you'll get more expressions of mother and father uh, and what they may contain in their lineages. So it opens up a wide variety of F2s. And then in the F3 generation, it kind of brings it back a little bit. And then from there on, it gets a little 
and that's when the, the tightening of the genetics really happened. It's in the F3 and beyond crosses. So it does get a little weird in the F2s. Yeah, it's really cool watching watching all three of them grow, how each, they're all the same plant, but each one looks different, like in their own ways, the, the shapes of the, like how wide the leaves are, and like one of them's got this weird, like wrinkle looking thing on its leaf, but the other ones don't have that, and it's, I don't know, it's just cool to see how they're all different, just like, you know, people, like, we're all different from our siblings for the most part, unless you're a twin, but even then your personality and shit is different. So, I mean, I, I'm, I assume then, uh, I don't know. I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> I had a lot of fucking honey in the last two hours. Holy shit. I've been putting like a tablespoon in each cup of coffee and from the like dosage calculator I used online, it's a, uh, like an average dose is about a teaspoon. I don't know how many teaspoons are in a tablespoon, but yeah. So I've probably had like way more honey than I was supposed to. That's the, that's the one thing about the edibles I find in sweets is, man, I, that's, I tend to overindulge very easily with sweet edibles. I guess I, there, I guess there's no good side of that because I like hot shit. I can't imagine something that, you know, I'd be like, it'd have to be nasty for me now to want seconds. <laughs> <laughs> But well, and it's so easy to drink stuff. this shit in your coffee, and then, like with this coffee that I have, I, I bought it because it was on sale, and it's like kind of nasty on its own. It's like the Dunkin' maple syrup flavored or some shit, and I don't really like the flavor of it. But then when you add the honey to it, the mixture of that with the maple is really fucking good. So it's really easy to just sit here and drink it and drink it and drink it all fucking day. <laughs> I've never tried honey in my coffee. That's something when even when you said it earlier on, I kind of it's something I associate with honey with tea. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah. I, when I first made honey, I tried it in a cup of tea and it was okay. Like, you know, it tasted like honey and tea. But then, you know, I like to drink coffee at work because I like the caffeine boost that keeps me going. But I also want some edibles going on so I was like fuck it I'm gonna try it in the coffee and it turned out pretty good um if you drink like the flavored coffees depending on which flavor you use it does taste a little bit different but I haven't had any that tasted bad yet with the honey in it I've tried uh there was like a chocolate strawberry flavored one I tried with the honey and that one was it was all right, but it wasn't like the best thing in the world, but it wasn't terrible either. But uh, just like plain coffee with the honey in it, it's pretty good. I think like the first cup that I tried, 
because I, I wasn't really used to eating a lot of honey and eating sweet stuff. And I, I usually drink just plain black coffee. So like adding that sweet ass honey to your coffee, it was like, whoa, I'm not used to this shit. And I didn't really like it at first, but after having it in a couple of cups, I started getting more used to it. And now it's pretty fucking good. And I like putting it in every single cup I have. <laughs> I'm over here really giggling, uh, to be honest with you, because I'm a heavy, heavy coffee drinker. I've drank serious coffee since fucking ninth grade. Ninth grade by fucking my junior year at a coffee maker in my homeroom. <laughs> and black coffee, black coffee here too. But I do sway from time to time, just here and there, maybe a little bit of cream and sugar. I drink McDonald's coffee with a little bit of cream and sugar just because that shit isn't good black. But um, <laughs> I can see, though, like once you get into a habit of like, you know, adding something to your, your daily your beverage like that. If I were to get in that habit, like we say, man, I drink coffee. I'm drinking coffee right now. I'm drinking right. coffee I, since I got up at 11 o'clock, man. I would be fucking tore up if I had, <laughs> you know, a teaspoon to every cup I had. Holy shit. <laughs> right. um. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how I get through my work day, but it, it helps. <laughs> this shit's delicious. Smiling. <laughs> Smiling, I'm sure. <laughs> A little bit of you know cannabis coffee i'd be smiling all day It'd be a good way to go you know that i guess that's another thing i guess that i can ask because edibles for me if i'm going you know daily you you do you do get that kind of just like you do build up tolerance to it but it's in a weirder way though you know, for me, if I dive in with those edibles that first day or night, I can get fucking tore up. The next day, I go in and it's somewhat of a like hangover, kind of hangover a little bit. But I go back in and that's like just kind of lay around and let it take its course day two. But day three, man, that shit makes me feel like I've, <laughs> like I've, Total new man at that point. All the joints are oiled, you know what I mean? And I don't know. I, I feel it doesn't hit me as hard on day three. I can still, you know, feel it a little bit later on. But for me, man, it just, it feels more like a vitamin on day three. Yeah. Yeah, I think since I've been taking edibles every day too, I feel like uh, I have a lot less, like, anger because i i get stressed out a lot and like i just you know get pissed off about little things and i now that you know taking edibles every day i feel like less stressed out and things that would normally like piss me off like really bad like they don't bother me as much i can just kind of be like all right it you know we'll take it as it is and deal with it and relax we don't have to get all pissed off now about it like I don't sit here and consciously think that but I, that's I think that's what's happening like with the edibles it helps me not go from zero to a hundred you know what I'm saying
definitely makes the day a little bit easier. So do you plan to step things up a little bit in the garden? Uh, if you could change anything right now, what would it be? Uh, I wish I had more space. That's my biggest issue right now. Like my, where I live right now, it's such a small area. And basically I had to give up my whole studio space to make a grow space. So like right now I just have enough I basically all I have is enough room to have a table in there with my computer on it, like against the wall. And the rest of the room is the two grow tents. And if I tried to, like, if I took the two by two out and tried to put a four by four in there, like, I'd basically be like my whole fucking room there, right there then. So that's what really sucks right now is not having more space because I would like to grow more plants and have more workspace. Like, I don't know like if I had a maybe like twice the space I have now it'd be nice just so I have some room to walk around and move around and shit not just like everything's just crammed into this tiny little fucking room so someday I will have a bigger space and that that'll be nice and you know by then I can I'll be more dialed in on how to do all this shit and what kind of equipment would be best for me and you know, build, I, I always like buy shit slowly. So it's like by then, you know, I can slowly build up all the things that I need for a bigger space. Cause like I said right now too, what sucks is I had to give up like all my studio space, which means like, I can't have all of my music shit set up. Like I like to have it. It's like having it's all set up all the time. Make, makes me work on music more often like if everything's kind of put away like it is now where it's like if I wanted to work on a song or something I'd have to fucking pull all this shit out make space plug it in by the time I get everything set up it's like man I don't feel like doing this shit right now so like I I don't know it would be nicer to have more space to have enough room for my grow and for my studio or combine the two like Mendo Dope does <laughs> that would be dope just like have my studio in the middle and a big ass room and everything around me is my plants I'd be happy <laughs> which by the way thank you Eagle I've I never heard of Mendo Dope in my fucking life until I wa I was going back and watching your old shows and I watched the one with Mendo Dope or listened to the one with Mendo Dope on it. Cause like, I can't watch your shows when I'm at work, but I can listen to them. So I listened to the one with Mendo Dope and I was like, man, I've never heard of these guys. And I used to listen to like Cottonmouth Kings and <clears throat> Total Devastation, Cypress Hill, anything that was like weed related. I'd be like, fuck yeah, I'm down with this. Like I'd listen to the music, but I'd I'd never in my life came across Mendo Dope until like they were on your show and I checked them out and I'm like, man, this shit is fucking great. And I seen like some of their videos were like seven, eight years ago. I'm like, how does this not have more views? Like, why aren't they like, they should be like up there. Like, I think they're better than KMK and all that shit. Like I, I love KMK. Some of the best shows I ever went to were KMK shows, but I think Mendo Dope's a lot better. And thank you for introducing me to them because like I, I love listening to them at work especially now that I'm growing and stuff it's 
it's awesome fucking music to listen to. You know, and they've got they've got actually a huge catalog. You would think, you know, just being somewhat, I'm thinking pointing out that they are, you know, seven, eight. They're way older than that. You know, they've been putting out some great music, but they do have quite the catalog, impressive catalog at that. I, I dig the. I'm actually getting to meet them. Hopefully, 100%. Uh, they're coming back to Michigan. They're going to be here the fourth. They're going to be playing the fourth at Mendo in Michigan. Mendo in the Mitten. I'm hoping to meet them firsthand when they come to Michigan on the four. That's awesome. Yeah, I dig them. So kind of back to you and your music and cannabis a little bit. Uh, Yeah, I hope at one point you do get the either or or both set up. I kind of I think it would be cool for you to set up in the room and pull some creative inspiration from the environment um i don't know if you've caught uh the midnight roots episodes there's a couple of them with uh, jake from midnight roots there but he's taken a little bit of uh kind of the secret life of plants kind of attitude to his grow where he's messing with uh kind of plant music a little bit so basically he's he he showed us in those two episodes there that uh, you can hook the plant up to this uh, device and he t- he goes over exactly what it is. It sounds kind of like a basically a guitar pickup that you can wire in a certain way, but you can take the two wires from this device and like place one alligator clip at the base of the plant. And then, you know, attach the other to different parts of the plant. And you can see, you know, it makes different noises at different locations. And it just, different things you do around the plant, once it hooks up, you can tell that it knows you're there. In the one episode, he's got it hooked up to a bamboo plant and it's kind of silent. And once we kind of like really direct our conversation towards the bamboo plant it kind of starts waking up and you know making more and more noises the more we talk about it even more noise you know after he dropped a a crystal at the base of the plant that fucking thing went crazy but um it would be neat to see maybe because i suggested it kind of you know him him doing multiple plants and like making a plant band but it would be cool for somebody to like incorporate a little bit of plant music in some music you know what i mean hell yeah i actually did uh i saw that episode and i could i was actually gonna bring that up until you started talking about it i I couldn't remember who, who it was but i remember seeing that and thinking that was so cool like and I don't know, that'd be something I'd be interested in doing eventually, like once I got everything set up, you know, be cool to, like, I'd I'd make music out of anything, like, fuck it, I I get ideas sometimes, like, when I hear stuff, and I'm like, oh, that'd be cool to make a beat with that little noise, and it's just, like, something making a specific noise in my kitchen, or, like, something at work that you hear, like, on a cart, like, making a noise, and you're like, what is that? That would be cool on a beat, like, I just, I'd I'd be down with like making little plant plant music song 
songs and shit. That'd be cool. The American one in chat would like me to ask you about your weed core 420 and uh, Rumble page and your YouTube. So when did those come about? And, uh, you know, what do you concentrate on those projects? So the, the 420 TV started as kind of like an experiment. It was on one of my old channels that I don't post on anymore. But I started doing it on there as like, like episode one, like I, I wasn't even expecting to do it as like a show or do more than one video at all. Like I just started with the one. And if you go back and watch it, like I, I should have playlists on my YouTube. It's 420 TV Weedcore. Um, there should be playlists on there for if you go back to season one, start at episode one. And if you watch it, you know, through each episode, you can kind of see how I'm, as I go along, you can see how I'm like kind of figuring out what I'm doing with the show and not really knowing exactly what I wanted to do. Like at one point, um, cause the, the way the show, the original show was, I was like, oh, I'll make this little video where it feels like you're watching TV, but everything you're watching on TV, every station is weed related. I was like, that'd be a cool video to make. Cause I was making all different kinds of videos. Like I'd make like news clip videos. I tried to make like documentary type videos. I'd make, you know, videos with my music. I made videos trolling the shit out of people. Like I made whatever the fuck I felt like making that day. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to make it. Like if I got an idea, I'm just going to do it and see what happens. See what happens. Um, so I ended up doing that. I was like, you know, I'll make this little video where it's like, it feels like you're watching weed TV. So I went through and I like found, uh, videos of like songs that were weed related and movies, movie clips, TV show clips. And I also kind of wanted to incorporate like the old, um, marijuana propaganda videos from like the 60s and all that shit like reefer madness and all these other videos um so I kind of wanted to put that in there too so I don't remember what my first one was but I think there was something on there um so it was basically like I was like you know I'll just show little clips of each video and make it look like the tv is like changing channels as you're watching it and then at one point I started like thinking like, okay, what else can I add to the video to make it cool? So then I started doing uh, this thing where it looked like a hand would appear on the screen with a remote control and it would change the TV station to the next channel. And I tried doing like a TV guide station where like you had a set thing, like there was like a cannabis food station there was like a cannabis music station and each station had like a channel number next to it and then each time you would change the each time the channel would change um the number would also change on the tv to correlate with which channel you were watching all of that little shit like I did that for a little bit but it became a fucking pain in the ass to do it and I got sick of doing it so I just stopped eventually Somewhere along the line, I stopped doing the fucking TV remote thing, but I still kept um, 
this thing like the transition in between the tv shows the tv stations it does like a noise like you know like a tv would make and it does like like the fuzzy screen thing in between like as you're changing the channel um and i didn't even think about it until like i showed my cousin the show and she's like you beavis and butthead have an ass and i was like wait a minute like i didn't even think about that we but we used to play the Beavis and Butthead game on Sega Genesis and the Super Nintendo. And in that game, like you would change the channel on the TV and it would make the noise and like, they'd be like, we're there dudes. And it would go to the next scene. And I was like, oh, that must be like, I didn't even like consciously think about it, but subconsciously that's probably where I got the inspiration for that from was the Beavis and Butthead game. Um, so I kept that in there and I just kind of kept going along and I was like redesigning the background to make it look like you were like sitting in a stoner's room and I would like change the background to make it look like the pictures on the walls were actually like animated. Um, I don't know, sometimes like I would Sometimes I would leave it for like an episode or two. Sometimes I would like change it each episode. Um, I think I think I did like 12 episodes for the first season. Um, I got rid of the TV guide channel portion of it. And now it just, you know, I go through like different cannabis related content. I just started season two and it, it takes a while to fucking make an episode. So like, I don't always have a ton of time to work on it. And when I do have time, I don't always feel like working on it. Like, you know, it's like the way my creative shit works. Like, I don't think I could ever do it as a job job because I can't force myself to come up with ideas and do creative shit. Like I've tried like to sit here and like, okay, I know I don't feel like doing this, but I'm gonna force myself. Like it doesn't always work like that. Like you gotta, Sometimes you just need to do it when you feel the, when you have the creativity to do it, just fucking boom, get it done and get it out of the way as quick as you can before you lose the ambition and lose the idea. Um, so yeah, I just started season two and right now I've just been focusing on trying to have a different uh, scene or scenery in each episode. So the first one, I kind of rushed the first one. I just wanted to get it done and I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do for the background. And I didn't even get the background done until the very end. I was like, fuck it. I'll just, I was literally on Google, like searching for stoner room pics and I was scrolling and scrolling, trying to find something cool that might work. And when I seen the one that I used, I was like, fuck it. I'll just use that one. And I'm not really happy with it, but I was like, fuck it. I'll just do it just so I can get the episode going. And you know. um, then the second one, I made one. So it looks like you're just like chilling in the parking lot of the quick stop from the movie Clerks. And it's got Jay and Silent Bob standing there. And it looks like, it looks like they spray painted subscribe for a good time on the wall. And I know it's it doesn't make sense that there's a giant fucking magnavox tv sitting in the parking lot that and you're watching it but it's not supposed to make complete sense because it's stoner tv so it's not all 
like it's not supposed to be all realistic so um basically what i've been doing now with uh, the clips that i've been using i've been trying to get better with like putting links to where i got the clips from because like a lot i don't think i put any links for the first up season i just like fucking had a bunch of random shit bookmarked clipped them and then unbookmarked them and now i i don't know where i got all the shit from and just haven't sat down and tagged where I got them from yet but the second season I have been tagging like you know channels and shit like that so right now it just kind of like goes through weed music um I think weed cooking might still be on there there's I do clips of your show like if you like there's always something fucking funny happening on your show so like you know while I'm listening at work I try to like if there's a part that like really makes me laugh like out like I don't usually laugh out loud where people can hear me but there's been times where I'm watching your show and I like legit like I'm like laughing out loud at work like almost crying and people are looking at me like what the fuck and I can't tell them like yeah I'm listening to this weed growing show (laughs) like no (laughs) it's like sorry eagle I love you and your show but I there's a place and a time for promoting your show and in my workplace (laughs) is not that place right now but uh but yeah so I put like funny clips from your show and then I'll put like you know if there's like interesting if I hear something interesting on somebody else's uh grow shows um like smart poker or something uh, I think I used some of theirs in the last video where they were talking about how every they believe that everybody should be growing like I was like the, you know I felt like that was a good clip so I was like fuck it I'll clip that put that in there um I think I used a tv show shit I didn't yeah I still use like tv shows um the old propaganda clips like that's mainly what it's centered around like I do a lot of the um the propaganda video is a majority of it and then just like you know all the other stuff in between um what else do I have on there? I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, I was uh, I was scrolling down your Rumble page there a few seconds ago, just before you said that uh, you posted some clips of the show there. So I was putting links to your Instagram, your Rumble, and your YouTube in the description of the show. <laughs> Ironically, as you were talking about doing the very same thing, I was kind of giggling. Um, then I scroll over down I, I have the Rumble page, and I see, of course, one of the, uh, one of the, very much a laugh loud out loud moment. The show, of course, Mr. Green Fingers little dick energy there <laughs> i see you <laughs> so there's a lot of fun stuff i see on this page i need to i should check out the, gonna, the fucking look on his account. face when he realized what he said <laughs> and that's what's great is like i listen to it most of the time so i don't always see their faces but then when i go back and watch it for the second time it's like oh that's so great <laughs> so it's like when I have the time, like sometimes I like fucking get too excited and impatient. I'll just clip something and not even like do any kind of edits. I'll just like clip like a little three minutes of the show. This is funny, haha, repost, you know, done. 
but a few times like I've actually sat there like with your clips from your stream and I'll like watch every as everybody's talking like watch everybody's uh like how their facial expressions are and like what they're doing in each of their boxes and like if you know it's what they're doing is funny or kind of pertains to the conversation or they're the one talking like actually taking the time to edit it to like you know zoom in on their box while they're while that's happening instead of it just being okay here's the panel like here's the clip you know what i'm saying but it, it takes a while so i don't always do it but i need to do it more often like take more time into editing it more so it's not just like I'm here's the straight clip I'm just taking this I'm not doing anything to it you know the word goes into fucking editing I'm not even gonna lie I'm not even gonna lie that's why I chose straight out the live bullshit end of it it's like yeah I'm not going back there was two there was two reasons there was one I didn't want to fucking edit there's just I didn't there was too much time in editing and then re-uploading it. Fucking it takes forever to upload shit to fucking YouTube, at least on my end. And, and some then of my there videos was have taken days. It's like like once it uploads, it's like processing like three days later, really? What, what the fuck, YouTube? Then uh the other aspect of it is I didn't want uh and I see, I'd seen it with other shows too. That I didn't want my guest questioning what would be the final air. You know what I mean? How I would enter edited it, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of I was like, fuck it, man. I'm just going, I'm gonna do it live, and then everybody knows <laughs> where the ball lays, and it saves me a lot of fucking work. And yeah, so I, I just went with the the easy route, just I fuck it, I'm going live. Yeah. Yeah. Editing does take a long fucking time. And it's, it's like, I don't know. I don't, until somebody actually does editing, I don't think they understand like how long that shit can really take. Like people, I've had people ask me like, Oh, can you clip this stream for me? And like, you know, they want you to do it for free. They don't care that it takes like, yeah, I got to sit here and go through your three hour fucking stream and condense it into a half an hour for you and like make it look good like this shit takes hours and hours and they like people don't think about that they think it's just like instant like oh you just press a button and it does it itself like no bro (laughs) like this shit takes a long time to make it look nice especially when you have a fucking slow ass computer and like this laptop I bought, I just bought it last year. It was brand fucking new, like expensive HP laptop. And I'm like, I'm going to buy this strictly for video editing. And it was really fast for like the first week. And then after that, now it's like, man, I'm sitting here for like an hour and a half sometimes waiting for a fucking video to save. It's crazy. And it's like, you know, during that hour and a half, like you can't use your computer. I mean, you can, but then you risk, you run the risk of your computer freaking out because you're doing too much at, at the same time. And then you're, you know, all, all that time you just spent sitting there waiting for your video to render. Like it could be like error, try again. And now you got to sit through the fucking bullshit again, waiting for it to render again. And 
you know so it's like I don't need, I plan on I try to plan on rendering videos like okay I know I'm not going to be able to use the computer for this fucking long so I gotta like you know let it just sit there and not use it And then like not not even just like the rendering part, just like at, trying to edit videos and like use Adobe After Effects and shit like that with a computer that's not like five grand. Uh, like it sucks, like the lag on it, like you try to fucking like make it play through like six seconds of a 4K video and it just fucking like the thing goes, the audio goes, like you see the little cursor moving, you can hear the audio, but the fucking video just freezes and then it skips like 30 frames and then it freezes and you're like, what the hell? Then you gotta pause it, try it again. And then like adding effects like to your videos and it's like the computer freaks the fuck out like that. I don't know, it's it, it just sucks. And, and then you can do live streaming and not have to worry about all that. You can just press the button, go live, and boom. Work is done. Yeah, so much easier. Even, like, the videos that I have, like, uh, uploaded, any kind of, like, up garden updates or light videos or whatever the fuck I post, that shit's one and done, too. You know, there's there's a lot of times where I've stuttered or said something stupid, and I've just left it in there. I've I've consciously thought, yeah, I'd rather look stupid than edit that shit. <laughs> right, <laughs> dude. There's like so many times where like I'll fucking render out a video, and it's like it takes forever, and it took forever to fucking like edit the video, and so I like render it don't notice a mistake until I already have it uploaded to YouTube and I'm going through and I'm like kind of skipping through, skimming through a bit before I make it public. I'm like, okay, it looks decent. Make it public. And then I watch it and then I notice the mistake and I'm like, fucking A. And it pisses me, like it irritates me so much. And I, and I notice it. Most people don't notice it. Like whatever the mistake is, like I, I'll like message somebody like one of my friends like bro blah, blah blah I missed this and they're like oh I didn't even see that like shit that people normal people don't see but I see it and it bugs me every time I see it and I'm like the first few like probably two times that happened I fucking made that shit like took that shit down right away like no you can't see it it's not perfect like that's one flaw I have like I get so like everything has to be perfect that I do like creatively otherwise it like it irritates me like it's not it's not good enough for me like I'm not I'm not happy with it so I used to take it down go back redo it re-render it sit through all that bullshit upload it again but now I'm like you know what fuck it I'm gonna get irritated for a few minutes I know it's there but I'm just never going to watch this video again. And then I'll never have to think about it again. <laughs> like, and hopefully nobody else notices the mistake. I also run under that kind of mentality. It's funny. <laughs> Don't look bad. Like, oh my God, I forgot which. I think it was my one of my veg updates. The fucking thumbnail that I made. I spelled something wrong and I didn't know I said I even looked over it twice before I fucking saved it and I'm like oh it looks good everything's good and then I did correct one of the words that I had misspelled I like added like an extra r or something and uh 
so I was like, oh, it looks good. And then like a couple days after I posted it, I happened to look at it. And I was like, wait a minute. Fuck, now that word is spelled wrong. And I don't feel like redoing it. So fuck it. I'm just going to leave it. Yeah, I'm I'm finding quite a few of my mistakes just like that, to be honest with you, because I'm going through the process of taking things from YouTube and uploading it to the website and Spotify and all bullshit. And as I'm taking it from YouTube, I'm regretting not like going through and putting people's names in there. Kind of going back to the editing shit. I'm like, holy cow, I can't, I'm kicking myself for not taking the minute and you know, filling out the descriptions and shit like that. But I, I can't believe there's there's episodes where I the episode numbers are fucked up and fucking just misspelling of silly shit in fact as far as that goes anybody that's ever seen me in chat man i type with one finger one hand doing something half the time and don't even worry about spelling half the time i look back i'm like oh geez <laughs> i already hit enter there's no way of saving that geez let's go with it i guess they'll figure <laughs> it out <laughs> terrible texting So how uh, how are you drying your cannabis? I guess we can talk about that a little bit. Uh. Um, if from what I've seen in videos, I'm supposed to like hang it up, right? So I assumed I was just gonna cut them down and hang them up in the tent and like let them hang for a couple days and then do a dry trim. Seems like. A, more popular than wet trim so I'm gonna try that and I have it bookmarked I don't know what it's called but there was like a trim tray that somebody was like really recommending it's like 45 bucks on Amazon and it comes with like this uh dry sift catcher and all this other shit like and it looks like a really nice tray so I'll probably order that um and what do you you store it in jar glass jars after that right so I'll probably just do that and then I gotta look I don't know how because I'm trying to do it little by little like because if I try to figure everything out way ahead of time I'll forget by the time I get to that point so uh because I'm like one of those people I got to keep doing something otherwise I forget how to fucking do it so I was like I'll worry about figuring out the details of all that once I get closer to that. But I, you know, I know I gotta like, I'm probably just gonna cut it down, hang it in the tent, dry trim it, and then put them in glass jars and burp them or whatever the fuck you gotta do with them. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna buy one, all those little humidity things or not that I see people using in their jars. I um, haven't decided yet, <laughs> we'll see. Might just go by what it smells like and looks like and feels like, whatever. I use my senses instead of the digital shit. Like people have been growing cannabis since the supposed caveman days, right? So they didn't have digital thingies back then. So what what kind of what kind of taste profiles, what kind of cannabis do you like? Yeah. 
you know, the fruits, the pines, the gases. What do you what do you like in your joints there if you could possibly have it? Perfect world. What what's in that joint? I like all of them. Like I like to rotate. Like sometimes, like I I don't like to smoke the same shit over and over and over. Like if and I really haven't come across anything that I don't like other than like the the old dish weed I used to smoke. Like there's been a few times where I was like really jonesing for fucking weed and I was used to smoking good weed and all I could find was the shit weed and trying to smoke that like that shit was gross like I could only smoke that in a blunt to like kind of hide the taste of how nasty it was um but other than that like I like all of it and I want to try as many kinds as I want that's what I would like to do I'd like to have it set up to where I can grow like a bunch of different kinds like constantly so I can try as many different kinds as I can and figure out what I actually like because right now I'm limited to whatever my guy's got like I don't get to dictate what he has it's like it's not like going to the store and going like requesting that they get this shit like they it's like nope this is what we got you either want it or you don't want it (laughs) so um but yeah like there's been a few times where like I get shit and it doesn't seem as good like it doesn't have as many trichomes on it I'm after like watching all these live streams and shit I'm assuming that's because whoever grew it like can't you like get the trichomes off of it by like shaking it on a screen or something and then you can steal all the fucking keef off of it I don't know if you guys call it keef anymore is that what dry sift is I'm like so confused when you guys use all these technical terms and then I look it up and I'm like oh it's that that's what we used to call it (laughs) I don't well in this day and age uh, and period I don't know I I guess I would like to think that it's just you're you're dealing with an mid mid somebody that's growing mids versus um somebody that's you know tumbling it going (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) i'm gonna get all the goodies (laughs) you're gonna see that in a disney movie when weed's legal it's gonna be great actually i'm i'm super stoked that i was off camera when i was doing that that would have been probably the perfect perfect clippable <laughs> gesture there uh as i was doing it snow white and the seven weed dorks but I, i'm sure at some point maybe somebody did maybe something like that but yeah i think it would just be more over just mid Man, I, it's hard to believe you know you know, having this conversation with you that, and I, it, with other people that it just isn't legal there, you know, or in a lot of places we take, I take that for granted being able to, you know, take, just smoke freely. I smoke way too freely, I guess. Where am I? Dude, I felt like a kid in the candy store the first time I came to Michigan and I met up with Chicha B. We went, we went to a dispensary in Pawpaw, Michigan, and I think she said that was her first time at a dispensary too. But uh, 
I was just like, holy shit, like I could walk into a store and buy a weed. Like, what is this? Like, I remember, you know, 15 years ago being fucking scared as hell, like meeting up with my guy and dark ass IHOP parking lot and shit some fucking random ass black dude that was like you know recommended to me from one of my friends who knew him from some job like it's like these people that you don't even know just in a random ass car man getting ripped off a few times trying to buy shrooms from some other dude and man I had the cops man, they used to sit outside of our fucking apartment because all because I got arrested for half a joint, man. If this was in Milwaukee, they probably would have just took my joint and let us go. But because it was Greenfield, which is like a little suburb, right, it's right outside of Milwaukee, uh, they have nothing better to fucking do but to hassle people walking down the street trying to go to the restaurant instead of driving drunk. Like every, because this was like bar closed time, it was like one o'clock in the morning. We were all drinking and smoking. We were like, fuck it. Let's walk, you know, to the George Webb's down the street. That's where uh, one of our friends was working third shift. And let's be responsible and walk because we've been drinking. But we probably would have been safer driving to that bitch because we wouldn't have got stopped for the weed. So, like, like nobody's outside. It's winter. It was actually the night of the, the night before the Cottonmouth King show. I'll never fucking forget this. So we're walking walking down the street, smoking a joint. There's like one, two, four of us. And uh, all of a sudden we saw the Greenfield cops like roll past on the cross street. And I'm like, fuck, I know they're gonna turn around. They're gonna turn around and they're gonna come fucking roll past us. I know they are. So I put the joint out. I didn't think they were gonna stop and search us. I thought they were just gonna you know, kind of roll past and try to intimidate us, see what the fuck we're doing. So I didn't think to ditch the joint. That's all we had was half. We had a half a joint left, fucking shorted it out, put it in my pocket. We kept walking. Here came the cop, busting a U-turn, came over by us and they stopped us. They're like, you know, we got reports of people shooting cars with paintballs and you can obviously see no, none of us had a paintball gun on us. Like, that's kind of hard to hide a fucking paintball gun. <laughs> like, like, here, let me just shove that in my pocket. and You won't see it. You know what I'm saying? Like, none of us obviously had paintball guns. So they were fucking bullshitting. And we were, I think it was 19 at the time. Uh, the other people were like 21. So it's like, you know, we weren't like kids, kids. We were just like, you know, young adults not even doing anything, just walking down the street. And they were like, oh, well, we need to search you and blah, blah, blah. And we're just like, kind of like, what the fuck? And then apparently they claim they could smell weed on us. They probably could with how much we used to smoke in that apartment. It was like a giant hot box all the time. Like no fucking joke. Cause like we could get fucking quarter pounds cheap as fuck back then with that shitty ass weed. So like we would just smoke all the time. So anyways, like the cops, like, you know, we have to search you. We can smell the weed. If you just give it to us, we'll let you go. So back then I used to roll fat fucking joints. Like I would take the big Bob Marley king size joint papers and I would stick them together with four of them to make like a big ass fucking joint. Like, like it would be like the size of two big blunts put together. Like if you took the papers. So yeah, I mean, it was half a joint technically, but it was half of a big 
like Bob Marley joint that I did get busted with. So, but it, I mean, it didn't even come out to that much. I remember it was like maybe just over a gram, if that, with the paper and all that shit when they weighed it. So I was like, fuck it. You know, they said, if we just give them the weed, they'll let us go. They're going to search us anyways. They're going to fucking find it. It's in my hoodie pocket right here. So I was like, fuck it. I was like, I got the weed. It's in my pocket. Like, you know, pointed to my pocket. They pull it out and the cop looks at it and he's like, man, that's a fatty. We're going to have to write this up. I'm like, are you fucking serious? So then as he's writing us up, writing me up for this ticket and putting me in handcuffs because they had to take me to the police station, apparently, to fucking give me this ticket. Um, they're running everybody else's name. Come to find out my other friend that was with us, she had a warrant out for like stealing or some shit at Best Buy. And uh, so the cop comes back and like, you know, oh, you know, we ran you, you've got a warrant out. And she was like, she was a big girl, like, like chunky, like probably like over 200 pounds. And she's like swaying back and forth and all this shit because she's all fucked up. And the cop's like, look, this woman can't even stand up straight. And she goes, she looks at him with a straight face and goes, it's the wind. And we all, all of us just turned and looked at her like, really? Like that wind ain't pushing your fat ass anywhere. It's like, what the fuck? So the cop like immediately puts her in handcuffs, puts us in the back of the car. She gets in the car, her fucking computer starts like, because, uh, They put the girl cop in the car with us. The guy cop uh, was like, oh, we're we're not driving the two of you because the other two, they didn't didn't have a warrant or anything on them. So they're like, you know, you're free to go. And they're like, well, can you give us a ride down to the police station, which was like 12 blocks down the road? And they're like, oh, no, we can't put you in the car unless you're a suspect, blah, blah, blah. So they left them out there in like the middle of fucking November. It was cold as shit here. I think it was actually snowing by then. Because it used to snow here. It doesn't really snow here that much anymore. It's weird. Um, so anyways, like we get in the car. The fucking cop's computer starts like freaking out and like repeating the same word over and over again which is asterisk for some reason she must have hit something and it just kept going asterisk 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 over and over again and me and my friend are high as fuck in the back seat just laughing our asses off at her fucking computer and she's all pissed off like you ladies made my car smell like weed and she was all mad and shit and we were just laughing like bitch you like it <laughs> like fuck you Like, it was ridiculous when she, after they put me in this, like, little holding cell with some girl who looked like she just murdered her fucking family, and I'm in here for half a joint, I was so mad, and just, like, looking through the little window, like, come on, man, (laughs) like, hurry the fuck up, get me out of here, take my fingerprints, whatever, and they took my fingerprints, uh, and as they're doing all that, they had my little joint sitting on the table in front of me, so I could stare at it, but I couldn't have it, as they wrote up six hundred and seventy six dollar ticket which i refused to pay because i was like fuck you like i don't agree with this ticket or this bullshit law so i was like i'm not paying this ticket fuck you guys like (laughs) they they let me go they gave me the ticket 
And as I'm leaving, like the girl cop was like, you know, this stuff is going to ruin your life. And I remember thinking like, no, it's not like you bitches arresting me and putting this on my record and fucking up my life is going to fuck up my life. Like me smoking weed ain't going to fuck up nothing. (laughs) Like what the fuck are you talking about? And it did, man, like trying to get a job. I can't even get a job at fucking pick and save. Like, I don't know what it's called there, but it's our, that's what our grocery store is here. That's owned by Kroger. They call them pick and saves. And I can't even get a job there. And they told me because at their grocery stores, they can't hire anybody with uh, drugs on their record, but they hired my friend who has theft at theft from pick and save on her record she was banned from pick and save in high school for stealing dimatap and all this shit but she could get a job at pick and save but i couldn't get a job at pick and save because i've been arrested for half a joint it was fucking ridiculous like even just like pushing carts they're like nope you're dangerous but this bitch that was stealing dimatap she can be a cashier and handle money like <laughs> where's the fucking logic man that's some covid logic right there man makes no goddamn sense and then like trying to get an apartment and that shit comes up like if you go on the wisconsin circuit court and look up my name it doesn't come up like i physically can't see it all i see on there is like speeding tickets and shit but if a landlord does like a background check like that shit comes right up <laughs> and even though it was you know 2009 no 2007 when i got arrested like that shit still comes up to this day and still affects me like getting jobs and apartments and stuff like that so fuck that cop in her ass with a cactus like you arresting me for half a joint fucked with my life more than me actually smoking the joint (laughs) you know what i'm saying that's fucking insane and again you said it was what seven years ago that's what 2015 something like that it's not like it was in 2007. So, oh, even at that, we're, well, 15 we're years still, ago. We're, we're fucking not, we, we've learned a lot about cannabis. So, you know, we, we, we've still, we knew a lot about cannabis in 2007. It seemed like, you know what I mean? It's hard yeah. to believe that it still had that mindset already still exists yeah and it was ridiculous like after they after i got arrested they would have like a d-tech cop like in their they used to drive the crown vicks around and shit they would fucking sit outside of our apartment they never used to do that until after i got arrested and then randomly that's like that would be their chill spot was on our street like why are you like like they thought we were dealers and shit like no we just sit here and smoke weed all day like why are you watching our apartment now for half like all you did was catch us with half a joint like it was ridiculous <laughs> a half ounce roach <laughs> that's right? the funny part i think it sounds like <laughs> <laughs> make it sound like roach but it's, it sounds like it's probably good you know quarter half ounce roach anyway shit it was fun <laughs> it was great though like so we were living with my friend Janet at the time. Like, like I said, it was like a flop house, but Janet was the only one who was home and she was in her room sleeping and thought we were all still out in the living room partying. She had no idea we had left and we were, got arrested, nothing. So while I was at the police station, uh, 
my ex-husband and our friend called her to come and pick them up and take us take them to the police station to pick us up and apparently when they called her she's just like fuck you guys like you didn't get arrested why are you fucking with me I'm going back to sleep because she was sleeping she had to work in the morning and they're like no seriously because apparently we left the lights on the radio on like it sounded like we were all chilling in the living room but nobody was home so she's like fuck you guys you're like you're not out there quit fucking with me she thought it was all a big joke and then as, as she walks into the living room you just hear her go hey where'd you guys go and it's like we told you we're at the police station come get us so she had to come drive down there pick us up took us she took us to george webb so we still got our fucking food still made it to the cottonmouth king show that night or the that following night and i didn't i didn't pay the ticket i ended up because they i think they said i had like six months to pay it and i was just, just like so pissed and a young kid who was just like fuck you i don't believe in this i'm not paying it what are you gonna do come get me so i didn't pay it and they kept sending me shit in the mail telling me i had a warrant out for my arrest but they never actually like came to my house to arrest me or anything so i had a warrant out for like a year and then they started taking the money out of my state taxes when i filed my taxes and my tax return at the time was less than what the ticket was. So I still owed like a hundred bucks on it or some shit after they took it out of my state taxes, which it was interesting. They, they left my federal taxes alone. They, they were only allowed to take my state taxes. I don't know how that works in other states, but. Um, so at that point I was like, well, fuck it. You guys already took all of my fucking play money from my taxes. So and I'm down to a hundred. I might as well just go pay the rest of it and get it done with. So I went down to the police station and gave them the money. And the lady was like, did you know that you have a warrant? I was like, nope, but here's the money. So you can't arrest me now. <laughs> Give me a receipt, please. And yeah, haven't knock on wood been arrested since. But yeah, they sat outside of our apartment for a while, though, like they never caught us for anything. But and I'm surprised nobody like called the cops on us more than they only called the cops twice. The fucking crazy cat lady that lived downstairs, her and her brother husband. But um, they probably man, we we were so loud in that apartment. It was it was basically like living with a bunch of frat boys and shit, like loud ass stoner ass frat boys. And like we'd have. <clears throat> and like I don't know it was always like five six people at least in there smoking drinking like that carpet was so gross from years and years of partying because even before we all lived there like apparently some of my ex-husband's older friends from high school had the apartment first so it was like a party apartment that was handed down to him which became another party apartment and it was like, it was bad. <laughs> it was so bad. We had like BB gun fights inside of the apartment. And like, you know, a couple years later, when we moved out, like we were finding BBs in the fucking heat registers and in the cabinets and all the blinds had holes in them. And it was, <laughs> it was fucked. Sound like a, a pretty uh, adventurous gal. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got I got shot right next to my eye with a BB when we were fucking having one of the BB gun fights and I was like, okay, I don't think I should play anymore. <laughs> it's like they it was like literally like half an inch from hitting my eyeball. It's like, yeah. You boys can play the BB game. I'll be, I'm going to go in the other room now. <laughs> And, like, one of our friends, like, he would always do all this crazy shit. Like, he let us shoot light bulbs out of his mouth. And, like, he did a naked snow angel one time. And it was, it was crazy. <laughs> Man, I remember. Sounds pretty crazy. We had, I had this girl that I used to work with. This was, like, back when I was still, like, 19, 20. This girl I worked with, she uh, claimed that her and her friends had never smoked weed. And she was like straight from Mexico girl, like, you know, just learning English. And so she's just like, oh, I want to come hang out and smoke and me and my friends. It's like, okay. So I brought her over and she brought over one of her girlfriends. And literally it was like they sat on the couch and we had this hookah that looked like evil Homer. And it had these uh, magnets on it where the eyeballs were. So you could like take the eyeballs out and like scare the shit out of people or do whatever with them. But anyways, so we're like, okay, we're, you know, showed her how to hit the hookah and stuff. And it's like, you know, just pull slowly on this tube. Her and her friend hit it like three times. They fucking laughed their asses off for like 10 minutes straight. And then they fell asleep on the couch, like on each other. Like they just kind of like leaned on each other in the middle and just kind of like took a nap. <laughs> wow. It was great. So has cannabis ever brought you any trouble? Just when I got arrested. <laughs> oh, and like in high school, like, so one of my friends we back then like we didn't have cell phones and shit so we would write letters to each other and just like pass notes between class and so I I wrote my friend a letter and like we would just write about whatever random shit like at the time we were you know smoking weed and got a hold of some speed and shit like that and uh so I was like writing about that because she had swim class like first thing in the morning and she had like popped the pill that she said was speed that somebody somebody gave it to her and said it was speed so she'd like took that and I remember like writing something in there about oh did you drown in swim class today how was that speed like we didn't even like try to like make code words at that point and uh her she hid it in her room underneath her boom box and apparently her mom was like going through her shit and found it and immediately came over to my house. My mom was at the bar waiting for my stepdad to get off of work at 11 o'clock and meet her at the bar. So they weren't going to be home until like three, four in the morning. And uh, so I was like, no, they're not home. And like, I didn't know what was going on. And so she left, came back an hour later looking for my mom again. I'm like, she's still not home. I have no idea when she's going to be home. She's probably out drinking. Like, <laughs> sorry, I don't know what to tell you. So, and she's like, I found your letter and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh shit. So 
I'm waiting for like she kept coming back and calling and I'm like there's no way I can get this bitch to stay away from my house so I was like sitting here waiting so I knew my parents were gonna be home in a couple hours just like fuck I'm gonna be in so much trouble and so I went pretended I was asleep when they got home and I just like laid in my bed listening and fucking my friend's mom's calling on the phone can I come over it's like three o'clock in the morning and her mom is still just like trying to get a hold of my parents finally she comes over brings my parents the letter and my mom's dumbass is just like she gets me out of bed and like I said it's like three in the morning I had smoked weed that morning so it's already been like almost 24 hours since I had smoked because I smoked at like 7 30 in the morning that previous day So obviously I'm not high. I was just like pretending to be asleep and I get out of bed and I'm sitting there. My mom's like freaking out, like, oh, how can you do drugs and blah, blah, blah. And she's looking at me and she's like, you're still high right now. And how could you? And my stepdad's just just like shaking his head at the letter and just so upset like that I'm smoking weed. And I'm just like sitting there like, like really? Like it's just sucked. Like I got grounded for, I think like six months for that one. <laughs> like that sucked. Um, but it didn't stop me from smoking weed. I still smoked with my friends anytime we had it. And same thing with cigarettes. Like I got busted smoking cigarettes and my mom tried to punish me by grounding me and not letting me get my driver's license. And it's like within five minutes of my stepdad leaving for work that day when I got suspended, cause he would leave at like 1.30 my mom would get off of work at like 3 30 and she would come home to make sure my ass was home like to because I was grounded so I was like okay I got like two hours in between and I was like calling up friends like hey bring some cigarettes over and fucking smoking cigarettes through the fucking window and through the door and man like hiding water bottles in my closet to like use as ashtrays and shit and try to smoke out my bedroom window and smoking in the shower thinking they can't fucking smell it (laughs) but yeah that's I think those are the only two times I really got in trouble for smoking weed was yeah that time when they found the letter and then when I got arrested other than that like it really hasn't brought in anything negative to me other than it costs too fucking much sometimes, <laughs> but I'm growing now, so it'll be free to me soon, somewhat. I mean, I pay for it a little bit in electricity, but I've been trying to balance it out with like just turning more lights off in other areas of my house and not letting my kid leave the fucking PlayStation running when she's not using it and, you know, just trying to save energy other ways since I got the fans and lights running in the other room now i have a crazy mind room crazy mind i think fucking uh it would be funny that uh since i hear that you get basically a putting together rather coming from wisconsin i see red pill in chat also, I know it's from that area. He says that like, Wisconsin hates weed. 
Yeah, it fucking sucks, man. And I was thinking about that last night. Like, we're such a big fucking beer state. It's going to be hard to fucking make it legal here because all the breweries are going to be like, fuck you. We're going to lose profits because every so many people, I guarantee, would switch over to weed if it was legal. Because I know so many people who have straight up said, I I would smoke. I don't mind it, but it's illegal, so I'm not going to do it. But once it's legal, they would totally do it. Since we've already talked about the fact that I'm no editor and I won't take the 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 editing angle, I'm just gonna throw this out here because this is what I was my crazy minds envisioning as I'm sitting here listening to you talk. Um, and you brought in another thing you brought up the the breweries, the alcohol there in Wisconsin. I think it would be funny as fuck and a big fuck you to to both their uh wisconsin's attitude towards cannabis and the breweries to do a fucking reboot of laverne and shirley but like cannabis based you know (laughs) instead of them working at the yeah the brewery they work at a fucking grow base it all you know right there in wisconsin you know what i mean just like the show you know, the whole thing, you know, show right in the beginning, whatever that, you know, they said in the beginning with them, the joints in their hand, we're going to do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fucking do them all dreaming about a girl running through it. Shit. Come on and get, let's go now. Got a dream. Fucking, yeah, the whole thing. I think it would be funny. I think it would be fucking a fun reboot. Uh, Cannabis based. Yeah. Somebody should do it. <laughs> so what he should do it. Think it'd be fun. So many creative yeah I feel, I feel like wisconsin's probably going to be the last state to finally do any kind of legalization because even like even medical it would be there's so many people who have conditions that they'd be able to get medical weed for and i feel like there's a lot of alcoholics out there that are you know, masking their pain and all that shit with fucking alcohol instead of, you know, something beneficial like weed. It's like, I don't know. I feel, I feel like it would be beneficial, but it's, there's too, there's too many breweries and we're, we're such a huge fucking alcohol state. Like I, when I was first trying to quit drinking, it was so fucking hard because everywhere I fucking go, it's like, beer garden this way beer garden that way like i can't even go to the fucking park and there here's beer 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 here's a fucking billboard beer 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 alcohol vodka blah blah blah. drink 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 oh and then here's a random are you okay to drive sign well just like randomly mixed into the thousands of beer signs like i'm pretty sure milwaukee has like more bars and liquor stores per capita than fucking anybody like especially like if you I don't know about right now because I try to avoid the south side but the south side used to be like bar on every fucking corner and sometimes several bars down the block just like bar 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 everywhere you can find a fucking bar on every street you get thrown out of that bar go to the bar a block away half a block away it's like just bars every bars and churches there's a bar and a church bar and a church bar and a church 
and I grew up in bars too. It was like my my grandma owned a couple bars on the south side, and ever since I was like basically born, I was in the bar. But I would actually work in the bar from like age seven, eight. I started working in the bar on the weekends with my my auntie, and it was like a normal thing to me, which is sad. It was normal to see because she would open on the weekends at nine o'clock in the morning. So I'd be over there at eight in the morning with my auntie and I'd help her get things set up, vacuuming with this old ass Kirby vacuum cleaner. That was a piece of shit and vacuum the bar and get everything ready to open. And right before nine o'clock, here would come all these old guys like in their seventies they're probably younger than that but look like they're way older but they're there before nine o'clock waiting for us to unlock the door and then come in and drink their paps blue ribbons and fucking sexually harass my auntie for an hour or two and go home (laughs) it was that was the normal and like she she taught me how to like tap beer properly and like depending on who was in the bar I could you know, serve beer to people, and they had a cigarette machine, my grandma would send me over there to get cigarettes all the time, and yeah, like, then she, it was crazy, because she always wanted to have a restaurant, but my aunts all talked her into getting into the bar business instead, and uh, I always wanted to get into business, and I was, like, thinking about what I wanted to do, and, you know, I want to do something with cannabis that's why I want to try doing this like smoke shop start with that and then maybe eventually if Wisconsin ever goes legal then you know I'd already have a store established and I can hopefully jump on that somehow but yeah like trying to cook though like oh sorry I was just going to ask, are like smoke shops still considered like a head shop there in Wisconsin or in your area? Um, I don't really hear people call them head shops anymore. And most of the ones that I go to, like they're called like vape shops or CBD stores or uh, vape and smokes. And they're not really like places you can go and just chill and smoke in or anything like that. It's just most of them are, you know, basic like vape rigs that you can buy with like the nicotine juice. And they got like a huge wall of like a hundred different fucking vape juices you can choose from, like with just the nicotine in them. And then they'll have like glass cases with Delta 8 and Delta 10 shit, which is legal now. And like I said, I tried a bunch of it, both 8 and 10, because my vape shop guy was like, giving me a bunch of it for free at one point like here try this and let me know how it is I was like okay yeah I'll try it and he's like I want your honest opinion most of it was booty so I'd come in and be like that shit sucked <laughs> like I didn't like it so after a while I just just stopped with all that like I tried the edibles I tried the little vape cartridges I tried the dabs and I I didn't like really like any of it but yeah they sell a lot of that shit um and CBD, uh, so all that shit. And then they'll have like cases of like little glass pipes and they'll have some like bongs and dab rigs. And 
incense and see, hookahs, joint papers, um, your basic stuff, but like most of them are so basic looking and they're all ran by like Arabs and shit. Like no offense to any Arabs or Indian people, whatever out there that may be listening, but like all the fucking vape stores are ran by y'all. <laughs> I want to have my own, so I'm going to have my own and I'll be like the only one. Either that or it's just the people that are showing face are Indians and Arabs, but that's what I see. Like everybody that owns them here, they're, it's it's like the liquor stores too now or and all of the gas stations. But and they're all so basic. So what I was saying is like there's like the you don't walk in and feel like, oh, this place looks so cool. And like what made me really want to do a head shop was back in the day I watched SLC Punk. I don't know if you ever seen that movie. Um but no. in the movie but yeah, in the movie, Bob's girlfriend owns a head shop. And I remember seeing watching that scene and seeing how she's got her head shop set up with the beads and the rugs and everything just looks real cool and the colors I'm like look so comfortable and awesome and I'd love to just like have a store where I chill there and in an environment like that it just feels awesome but then you see the vape shops here and it's like so plain and straightforward like and clean like here's the clean glass like cases and everything's all shiny and like, man, I don't want to see all that. Like, I want I want it to look like a dive bar, like, like a dive bar of fucking weed shops, I guess. Like, just dirty and dark and, but not actually dirty. But you know what I'm saying? Like, but have that feeling where it's like dark and cozy feeling instead of just, here's this fucking hypoallergenic bubble that you just walked into. So, I mean, it stinks that uh, I'm, I'm sure it is a lot to do with the alcohol and the breweries, but man, you really think that you guys are that far from legalization? Is there anything on the books? Um, I think the last thing I read was supposedly Governor Evers tried to put it into the budget and then this, all the senators or most of them like said they weren't going to vote for it and made them take it out but I gotta be honest I haven't been following the Wisconsin cannabis news too much lately so I'm not exactly sure what's all going on but I do remember reading that like within the past few days but honestly like with like I said with all the big breweries and shit like I was thinking the other day like man I wonder if we found somebody who's in the weed business who's got a whole bunch of money that they can be like, psst, psst, hey, Senator, take, ah, oh, you dropped this envelope. Now make it legal. Like do what the fucking, I bet you breweries fucking pay them motherfuckers. Like we need somebody in the cannabis that's got a bunch of money and they can be like, here, like pay, pay the motherfuckers off and make it happen. Like, fuck it. Like that's how the other people play. Then fuck it. Let's play it that way too. Again, man, it's hard to believe that, you know, it's, it's so spotty like that. You know what I mean? It's, it's fucking sad. It really is. 
Yeah, last night I was looking at a map of all the places that are legal in the United States and Wisconsin is literally like we're just like surrounded by illegal states, whether it's recreational or medical, like we're just all alone up there. It's fucking sucks. Well, the, the thing that blows my mind is like you can actually like get in a car or drive for like a little while. Never leave your own country, but yet go, you know, cross a, a, a imaginary line and it's okay and welcome. And you look behind you and you're fucking, they're burning. <laughs> they're burning the bridges and shit. It's just, come on, you know, fucking, there's, we have internet. How, how caveman can we be about this shit? You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, and the, I saw the dumbest thing last night when I was looking that up. Cannabis, so it's illegal federally, right? But it's legal in the capital of our fucking country. Like, it's legal in Washington, D.C., like the capital of our federal government, but it's not federally legal. I'm kind of, you know, I'll, as far as that goes, I'm a little disappointed that the medical effort didn't make it further than recreational. And obviously, recreational cannabis will make it federally legal at some point before, you know, medical had a chance to go through every state. It's kind of disheartening. <laughs> um, it's, it's We've come a long way, but we're still so backwards about the whole thing in a lot of ways. Yeah, I don't I don't know about all the laws and stuff, but I I would just like to be I'd like it to be able to I'd like to like to have it set up to where, you know, anybody can grow it that wants to grow it. Like you don't need to go and pay a million dollars for some special fucking license and all this stuff and only a certain amount of licenses are allowed to go out per year to only certain people like fuck that like it should be you should be able to grow it like you can fucking grow chives and tomatoes like it's whatever they do with the laws like that's the best way like if you want to start your own cannabis business like little like farmers market grow whatever the fuck like you should be allowed to do it it shouldn't be i don't i just don't want to see it set up to where like a majority of people get fucked out of like even having a chance to get into growing and getting into the business and all that stuff because like i seen some video the other day like once in a while uh youtube recommends me like cannabis news and it might have been a couple months old but it was like a video showing like the inside of a grow um company's warehouse or some shit like their their greenhouse and i wasn't expecting like how big it was i was like oh cool because like i see smiley's videos and like you know your guys's tents and all that and i'm like you know i see those sizes and then i see this video and it's just like lines and lines and lines and lines and lines and i'm like i don't know it just felt gross seeing the way it was like how it's like how I hear a lot of people say like they take the heart out of it and stuff like it's just a whatever thing like just hurry up get it in the ground get it going get it going get it like they don't actually care about any of it it's just how many can we get out at the lowest cost at the fastest speed 
You know what I'm saying? Like they don't actually give a shit about like the craft cannabis stuff and like the therapeutical therapeutical like aspect of it. It's just, you know, pump out as many as we can, as fast as we can to make the most profit as we can and expand as fast as we can. So that's what's going to suck like in the future when we start having like the Walmarts of weed and like putting everybody else out of business. That's that's going to suck. And then we're all stuck smoking shitty fucking weed because that's all that's left. That's one of the other things you kind of you right on point about is, you know, if you get if your shade doesn't get on board now, by the time that you guys do get on board, fucking all these other states that's, you know, put together a good, you know, big corporations where they have their hands in a lot of states will be ready to run into these states that took their time about coming in. You know, it'll be big cannabis right from the start, I think. Right. So uh, are you going to come to any of these Michigan vets? Sounds like you're close enough that you've already came to one and we're coming up on some of the seasons. Are you um, I might. Events this year? I might. It, it all depends on gas prices and everything. Cause yeah, I just, I don't have a lot of money to play around with at the moment. So I'm just kind of, you know, I, I just got to watch and, see see what's going on but if and i also have a hard time like finding information online about events like i'll try to search like michigan cannabis events and like it'll take me to like a page that like gives me a list of stuff but then like i'll be talking to chicha or 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 something and she'll be like uh you know there's this event and like i can't it'll be like something that's not even on this list so it's like how do you guys find all these different events that you talk about is there like a certain website that you use or is it just like through instagram posts that you happen to see i wish for me it's word of mouth mainly i see them pop up and then you know kind of follow the instagram i wish there more of a there would be more of a centralized you know something like that it'd be beneficial for everybody involved yeah vendors <laughs> you know people want to have fun everybody yeah because if there's any events that are like kind of towards the southwest area of the state like that's probably like a doable thing i could do like possibly on a weekend because i i work during the week and have a kid who's I got to take care of so um like weekend events like in southwest michigan if anybody knows of any like you know feel free to send me a message on instagram or something let me know so yeah like when i drove to pawpaw it took me like i think it was like five hours driving there from my house so somewhere I don't know, maybe Kalamazoo is probably the furthest I, I'd be able to drive 
I think when I looked that up, it was like five and a half, six hours from my house to drive to Kalamazoo. I gotta give Pawpaw some credit, man. They they pump out some events there, man. They do really? a lot of cool stuff there. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't so even go remember. to an event. It was just uh, me and Chicha. We were just talking, and I had a free free weekend, and she had a free weekend. So I was like, hey, let's you know rent a hotel, and she ended up renting some crackhead motel, and <laughs> we hung out and smoked some smoked a lot of weed and. Had a good time. It was crazy. Like, just as soon as I hit the fucking border of Michigan, like when I drove in through Indiana, and it was like instantly you start seeing billboards for weed. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> this is awesome. I was in a small way hoping you were going to say you could smell it. Across the border, I can smell weed. That would be funny, though. I tell you what, I've been to events like that. I've been to a few high times when high times has been in Clio. If you're coming, like, and oh, what else was hash bashes like that? I mean, literally, as you're getting close to that town, either town, and in either case. You could, I'll say within five miles, you know what I mean? Oh, within an exit, you can start to smell cannabis. As soon as you get off the highway, you can smell <laughs> like this. Yes. I love that smell. The festival smells what I call that shit, man. As soon as you get out of the car, it practically carries you to the door. <laughs> <laughs> I just like imagine the cartoons or the dudes like floating, following the smell with his nose. It's the way I feel anyway. And when I get out of the car like that, uh, all dads and joints, uh, it smells so good. I can't wait. My, my first one will be Mendo Dope. The first event that I'll be able to hit this year will be that, that event, uh, Mendo in Michigan, which is nice. uh, not sure exactly where it's located. I think it's more central Michigan. Definitely hit that. Yeah, so it wasn't for that fucking lake being in the way. It wouldn't take that long to drive over. <laughs> but <laughs> I just had to yeah. put that fucking lake there. Yeah, it's a it's a long way around. I can't imagine how long it takes you to drive around that fucking lake. How long? Yeah. It'd probably take a long time. Because like I know driving from Milwaukee to my aunt's house who she lives way up in northern Michigan by like or not northern Michigan northern Wisconsin by Michigan like around Iron Mountain if you know where that is I do I do okay yeah like yeah so she's like up there but in Wisconsin and and that that's a long ass drive. That's like a five hour drive up there. So going like all the way around, that that'd probably be like a ten hour drive. Yeah, that's a cruise. That's a nice little cruise. 
Well, if you want a complete circle, yeah, it'd probably take like a whole day. <laughs> like all the way around the lake. And then if you get cannabis, I, I enjoy a good car ride, you know, it's a little bit of cannabis, sunny day. I, yeah. I enjoy a good I wish I could like if there if there was a way to avoid driving through Chicago, that would be awesome. Like I I stand by building a wall around Chicago, possibly all of Illinois. <laughs> like if I could just avoid ever having to drive through that fucking state, it'd be great. Like and then like it, it takes me a little longer to go places because I won't pay Illinois fucking tolls either. So I do the Google Maps that avoids all of the toll roads. I was like, I don't care. I'll add an extra half hour, hour to my trip just because I'm not paying their fucking expensive ass tolls, which do not take Canadian coins in case you were wondering. I tried that one time and it ate all my fucking coins and didn't register any of them. I was so fucking mad. I would have been a little peeved too. Yeah, that was before I figured out that you could like put that into Google Maps to avoid the tolls. I was like driving to Indiana for the first time and I had no idea how many tolls you had to hit going from Illinois to Indiana, like from the Wisconsin border. I was just like, fuck, but like, I'm glad I had like I had like just enough change in my car. I had to like dig through to find, to like get through the couple of tolls that I had to go through. Like I'll never yeah, do not, that again. again it, it, we don't have those here in Michigan. At least not like anywhere I've traveled to. Yeah, we don't have any here either. No. So do you, is there any other places that uh, cannabis may take you? I'm not really sure. I don't know. I've, I've always felt like it's supposed to be part of my life somehow. Like after I got out of high school and like I used to, in high schools when I learned how to do like video editing and all that stuff, because I, I took classes for that. And when I got out of high school, I, I would take videos of my friends because I, I bought a handy cam. So I was like, hey, you know, let's record ourselves while we're drinking and partying and shit. And I'm not sure what I'm going to do with the footage, but it'll be fun. It'll be like that 70s show and we'll just pass the camera around. So I'd take all this footage eventually and like I started chopping it up and putting it to music of like total devastation and like just like stoner songs because most most of the time the videos were of us smoking weed and salvia and all this other shit it's like okay so I'll chop it up with like weed songs and started doing that and then I had this idea that and I started working on it I was going to do like a documentary film about like the history of cannabis and prohibition and why it should be legal and I ended up getting like six or seven minutes done of the movie and then 
for some reason I stopped working on it and never went back to it. But I always remember that I was working on it and I eventually wanted to go back to it or start over and make some kind of documentary type thing. But I just haven't had a chance to do it. So I've just kind of sidetracked and been doing these other like cannabis related videos, trying to figure out exactly what I want to do. But I know I'm supposed to do something with it. I just don't know what exactly yet. So when you start to uh, put together the head, the tobacco, the pipe shop, the head shop, however, which you prefer to call it, are you going to um, possibly open up a, a online presence too to maybe help uh, build build things as you go and might as well reach the greater good as well, right? Yeah, so what I was planning on doing was... Um, so I'd have the physical store open with, you know, products in it. And then I would start a website for the store. So, you know, either people locally can use it and do like in-store pickup, or if people in other areas, other states want to order something, um, I could do it that way. And uh, I also wanted to have it, because like I said, like looking at all these other stores, like everything is so basic, like, like it's just like basic you know it's it it always looks like they just like go to some wholesale website and buy like here's a box of 100 assorted pipes for this price and they just do that like they don't care what they look like none of this shit it's just whatever here's a box of assorted whatever's we'll just get it like i'd like to have like cool pieces like i've i've been finding like bongs and dab rigs and shit that are like zombie faces and like horror like horror related stuff and like these resin bong pipes things that are like carved that look like wood and they're like carved out to look like the grim reaper and elves and gnomes and shit and, and like that's the kind of stuff I would like to sell like I'd like to have like a store of cool shit like not just like basic old boring shit but still keep the price have cool shit but still have it at reasonable prices that people can afford but also making a profit to where I can survive at the same time but you know because like I used to work at a porn shop that sold pipes and bongs and man the prices on that shit are jacks so fucking high like they sell the same pipes that you can buy at like a tobacco store for like 15 bucks and you go to the porn store and it's like 50 for that same fucking pipe and people pay that shit like it's crazy and i don't know i wouldn't i, would, I don't want to rip people off like that like i, I want to make a profit but i don't want to gouge people either and like i said i don't i don't want to have all these just like basic as boring pieces like i would like unique pieces that i can find and products that are like i'd possibly like to do like products that are homemade by people that i've networked with and met like through through online like the weed nerd chats and like instagram like you know if you say you say you have like a business where you make your own handcrafted ashtrays or something like something cannabis related handcrafted whatever and you're looking to sell some of it like i'd like if it's cool enough and my you know decent price like maybe stuff like that i'd 
I'd like to order a bunch and try to sell it in the store. So, and that way it like helps their business and gets their name out around here and, you know, whatever. It's like, I was talking to Chicha B, she makes those little arts and crafts type things that, and I've seen her do like the little videos as she's making them. And it's like, you know, that'd be cool. I'd order a bunch of those from her, pay her for those and then set those up in the shop and maybe have like a little card or something that has her information like these were made by chicha b and like you know if you're interested in more like you know maybe i don't carry everything that she makes you know here's where you can find other stuff of hers or you know it'd be cool to have stuff like that so that i can help out other people who are trying to have their own little small businesses as well um eventually like I don't know what the laws are what kind of licenses I'd need but like you know making edibles and stuff once that you know once THC is legal here you know doing edibles and uh, like topicals and stuff like that like figuring out how to make those myself and selling those that'd be cool I'm sure I, I think I could sell CBD right now if like people or if myself ends up making stuff out of CBD, I could probably sell that, but um, I don't know. I just wanna sell all these different cool things. And it's like, I get all these different ideas and uh, they're all stored in my head. And sometimes I write them down and sometimes I just store it in there and forget about it till I need it. But yeah, I'll, I figured I'll figure it all out as I go along. That's what tends to work out the best. But I do have like a, a basic idea of what I want to do as I just told you about, so. What about those uh, custom customers or uh, hard, to, hard to satisfied customers? Like say, if Green Fingers wanders in, is he going to be able to find a piece? Um, yeah, I would definitely have dick pieces. Like, we started this stream talking about dicks. <laughs> I myself, I'd I would be have interested the biggest in some dick of one of those skull pipes. <laughs> you can commission something like that. I, I, I was slightly kind of bite my cheek here when you said they offered pipes at the porn shops. So <laughs> they do offer dual purpose pieces there. That's uh, not. I've been, it's been it's been a while, but I've never really thought I could dual purpose shop there. You know, pick up something in that area and then pick up a, a smoking piece as well. <laughs> yeah, like the whole front of the store is all like weed related. Like it's all bongs and pipes and dab rigs and all that shit and then the back of the store is all dildos and butt plugs <laughs> and ball stretchers and it's awesome you see have what's to even send, more uh, awesome green fingers a link <laughs> what's even more awesome is like after i worked at the online bondage store i i had seen so much shit in that place that i never imagined ever existed Cause like I worked at the porn shop, like the in-store person, in-person store porn shop. And we didn't sell, like we had one little section of bondage shit, which was basically like 
here's some handcuffs, here's some nipple clamps. And I think there was a urethral sound that was made of metal. And at the time, I didn't even know what a urethral sound was. Now I got one on my keychain and it's awesome. <laughs> like I don't actually use it as its intention, but I've got it on my keychain because it freaks people out and it's awesome. Um, <laughs> but anyways, like, so when I was working there, I didn't really know about all this bondage shit. So now after working at the bondage place and once in a while, I'd go to the porn shop, like, hey, let's go see what kind of new pipes and stuff they got just to see. So I'd start, you know, I go there with a friend and then after we're done looking at the pipes, it's like, all right, let's go wander around the rest of the store and like have some laughs because like it's always funny, like looking at the porn titles, especially like <laughs> there's like special sections for people with their fart fetishes and stuff like that. And it's, it's just funny. So I'd be walking around. And like talking about all these like really horrifying bondage devices that I'd seen and like just like making really loud comments about about it and stuff and making customers really uncomfortable and they like walk like far, far away. It's like, what you guys are they like give me dirty looks. It's like, motherfucker, you're in a porn store. <laughs> you got a wedding ring on, bro. <laughs> like, fuck off. You're gonna get uncomfortable when we talking about ball stretchers and anal blasters and shit <laughs> and chat is rolling and then ball <laughs> stretcher is definitely one that is rolling through chat right now <laughs> so many question marks oh, don't make me laugh I have to pee. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd My like to hear more about so the bondage stuff was... i'll have to go pee first and come back because i'm literally about to piss my pants you may have to go pee. My favorite comment was fucking uh, what was the, the double-ended bog. <laughs> Is oh there God. such a thing? <laughs> you I'll be right back. Pee. I'll talk to Chad first. Uh, you guys are hilarious. Johnny K to see what is up, my friend. Crazy people doing stuff. Mr. Smile, tons of respect. Mr. Green Fingers, cheers. It sounds like we found your dream store, buddy. Sony Creek, how you doing? Brian, how you doing as well? Crozé, cheers to you. I'd like to talk to you on multiple things. Paul Waits, he says. She'll be right back. Who else we got here? Drew, Drozilla. Pretty funny dude right there. J&K Triple G. Cheers to you as well. Nick D. Nick OD. Cheers to you. How you guys doing? What are you smoking on? Hopefully filling that tray as she empties her bladder. Oh, shit. <clears throat> Yes. How you guys doing? Enjoying another fun episode here with Miss Brew City Send. What are you guys smoking at? I see no replies in chat so far. You stuck in the middle. Funny. Cheers, hey, buddy. Kill what? I never finished my there pool. We go. You have to take the Puffs of that. Yeah, it sounds like a pretty interesting working environment right there for sure. 
Yeah, I working at the bondage store was actually probably the best job I ever had. Not because of like, not because I'm like into bondage because I'm I'm not really into that shit. I just I found the shit interesting and hilarious and intriguing. But um, yeah, I, it was it was like a really small mom and pop type shop, like literally mom and pop. Like it was a guy and his wife running the shop and they had a bunch of adopted kids and some of us used to joke that they like because they would like have all this work that they would quote unquote like what would you call it like instead of having us do certain things they would like say that oh we have we're like contracting this out but like really they'd be having their kids at home like working and shit so we used to like joke around with because of how many fucking kids they had it was like oh they got them like locked in the basement doing like slave labor and shit <laughs> that's what everybody thought um and it was weird too like one of their daughters uh she she was a sweetheart and she was autistic but they really wanted her to work there with us and it sucked because like if you weren't constantly watching everything she was doing she would like mess things up like she would like mix t- uh, product tags up like because they'd be like oh have her have her put product tags on the products and it's like they would tell us that, okay here set up all these different products like five different products here's five stacks of tags and then like as soon as you look away she would start like grabbing tags for the wrong shit and just like putting it in they would insist this is how she should do it and it's like okay well it sucked because like it was like she was a nice girl but like you had to watch what she was doing all the time otherwise she would just start just doing whatever she wanted and fucking things up and write sometimes she would write her own tags and stuff and we wouldn't notice it till like you're picking orders later and shit's in a bin with this tag that's like what does that say it looks like a five-year-old wrote it Mia like damn it stop writing the tags <laughs> fucking a like but anyways like it, it was weird though the whole point of that was so it's the mom and the dad running the store and then like where her table was set up where they had her working was like looking into the photo studio where the mom and dad like they did the modeling and photos like the dad would take the photos the he would dress up the mom and the different products and uh she would sit there and like watch it as they were doing this photo shoot and it was it just it was always creepy to me like which I mean I guess if that's how you grew up it's normal but like I think it'd be creepy sitting there watch my watching my parents dress up in fucking bondage gear and take pictures like with a ball gag and fucking breast binders and all this shit like it's I don't know it's just weird like, it's one thing to watch it if you don't know the people, but, like, that's your mom and dad. And, like, she would be, like, just staring, just watching all of it. Like, I don't know what's going through your head. I hope it's pure thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I, I could see that for 100%. You know, it, it just so happens. Uh, one of my daughters actually works at a Starbucks at work that is like right next door to kind of one of those places and it's funny to sit there when i stop to see her get a cup of coffee 
to sit there and watch, watch the variety of people that go in and out of that place. Moreover, the people that like you'd be sitting in that lobby drinking your cup of coffee and then just get up and walk right over there. You're like, no shit. <laughs> Dude, you know what's fucking weird? Speaking of like just stopping to get coffee. So when I worked at the regular porn store where like we were open to the public. So we also had a jerk off room. It was like, I forget what it's called. I think it's called the arcade. And it was like a line of like four different booths. And it was literally like, they just like threw up these fucking pieces of plywood as dividers. They look like creepy little bathroom stalls with no toilets, but it just has this weird like TV screen built into the wood. Like, like they just like cut a hole in the wood and stuck a TV in there and put a put a piece of plastic over it so like jizz doesn't ruin the tv and then they put a stool in there and you're not supposed to jack off in there because obviously that's illegal to jack off in public but that's what people would do and yeah like dudes are just like jizz on the fucking tv and the door handles the floor there was a picture of this really fat dude who was banned from the store and it said under his face banned for pooping in the booth and I asked my coworker, but I seen that I was like what the fuck well like what did he just like drop his pants and like take a huge shit in the booth like what happened she's like well we went to go check on the booth and apparently he didn't clean his ass very well and the whole stool was just like covered in shit stains because he pulled his pants down was whacking it and left shit all over the fucking stool so he was banned for life it's like, man, I'm glad that didn't happen on my ship. It was so gross, man. Oh, so the point of that, like people, this, I was at work one day and I didn't even know this guy was in the back. Like, cause sometimes people come in and you don't like notice that they went in the back. And uh, so I'm over there like doing something at the cash register and it's quiet. Like I thought nobody was in the store. All of a sudden, this guy comes out from the arcade area, walks past and goes, all right, see you later. Got to go back to work. I was like, oh, my God, bro. <laughs> like, gross. Like, he didn't wash his hands. He didn't do the sanitizer or nothing. Just came in on his lunch break, jacked off, and then went back to work. All right. Oh, so many different comments in chat right now. Yeah, I don't know if I could do it. That'd be a, a pretty crazy work environment right there <laughs> for sure. I had a guy following me around the store one day. He kept trying to buy me like one of the extra large dildos like while I was working. Like I didn't even know he was like trying to do it at first. At first, I thought he was like looking for a gift for his girlfriend. Cause he's like, oh, you know, what, what would you buy for a lady? And I'm like, you know, asking him questions, like, well, what kind of stuff does she like? And then he starts going on like, oh, I want to buy something for you. And he picks up like this giant fucking like 15 inch dick. And is like, you think you can handle this? And I'm like, bro, like I'm married for one and fuck you. And he's like, oh, okay how about you you have you and your husband come over we get freaky and I was just like dude no like and he kept following me around so I went up to the front where my coworker was and 
grabbed like the only box cutter we had in the fucking store and i'm just like here just hold this in case this dude gets weird because he's kept like kept following me around the store asking me about this fucking dick (laughs) so he ends up leaving and then like an hour later i'm sitting there like i'm on the floor like cleaning a shelf or something and i started hearing his voice and i look up and he's talking on the phone there he is again talking on the phone watching me through the fucking racks and i'm like oh fucking hell no so I like went up in the front told my coworker like the dude's back and there was like two guys at the register checking out while I was telling her this and they were just like who that motherfucker and like they were just like all you know alpha male and shit like watching him and shit and like we got you don't worry and they're like talking all loud so the dude would hear and he like hurried up and walked out of the store and then sat in his truck in the back of the parking lot for like half an hour before he left. It was so fucking weird. Yeah, I did yeah, not get that's... paid enough at that fucking job. <laughs> it was like eight bucks an hour to deal with that creepy shit. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. That was not enough to deal with. That's that's uh, I don't yeah. So it guys have gone from bouquets of flowers to basically bouquets of dicks now for come on (laughs) yeah apparently and you know what actually shocked me to find out because i would kind of pay attention to what people were buying and the biggest seller like in porn movies was tranny porn i was not expecting that like and they would try to hide it like in between normal porn videos like they'd put like the normal one on top and then it'd be like chicks with dicks and mother-son secrets and weird shit like that underneath and then like another normal one at the bottom it's like and they'd be all looking around all nervous and shit like dude i i see what you're buying you fucking weirdo like we had this one guy who would come in all the time like almost every day and he'd buy mother-son porn and then he'd come back like a couple hours later and drop the movies on the counter and then run out of the store. <laughs> so, and then he'd come back the next day, buy them again and do it all over again. It was so fucking weird. Yeah, I did not get a paid enough for that. No, it's no wonder that you'd like to see a, a career in cannabis. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, so if you ever find yourself trying to get into that kind of business, I would recommend sticking with the internet so you don't have to actually deal with the public. It's like the worst that happened working at the bondage place was we had a guy that would send us stories that he would write that were really fucking weird. I can't even remember what they were about. I just remember they were so fucking like the weirdest shit you could ever imagine, like I don't even know how to describe it. And it was so they every time he would send one, the secretary guy would print it out and like post it by the time clock for everybody to read. <laughs> it was so because he kept trying to tell us, like, I want to write for your website and blah blah blah. And the owner's just like, no. So he just kept sending more and more. And each time he would send something, like the stories would get longer and longer. Oh, and then one guy sent a he bought a butt plug with a bunny tail on it it was like a white bunny tail and the angle that he took the picture at with his balls and everything it looked like the creepiest ice cream cone i've ever seen in my life i don't know how it i don't know how it turned out like that 
but as soon as I saw it, I'm just like, the, uh, it's like an ice cream cone. And now I just ruined ice cream for a while. And he's just like, yep, here's a close up of my asshole. I loved the butt plug. Thanks, guys. Thanks. You don't have to send us pictures. <laughs> People are so weird. Well, we sent a masturbator to an old folks home. That was disturbing. But at least grandpa's still getting it somehow. <laughs> Speaking of, congratulations, granddaddy eagle. Thanks. I don't know. It's a weird tie-in. It's <laughs> <laughs> a weird tie-in, but thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I won't be that grandpa. I won't be that grandpa, <laughs> I'll assure you. <laughs> Man, I've heard some weird shit comes from uh from old folks' homes. Like my my friend in high school, her grandma got put in an old folks' home. And I guess like she would always try to sexually harass the fucking male nurses and try to get them to fuck her all the time. And there was like another lady that she kept stealing spoons from the fucking lunchroom and like putting them all together and using them as a dildo and she'd like stash them under her bed and what the fuck <laughs> sounds like prison yeah. that's uh it's a yeah i yeah i don't know if i could do it i don't know <laughs> if i could do it I think I would lose hope or lose faith in humanity at some point. I'd be like, oh, hey, you should do a poll and you should ask people if you connect the Japanese nose hook to the anal hook and hoist somebody up, which would rip first, their nostrils or their butthole? Ouch. I, I don't know what either are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid to Google it. <laughs> I think I brought my uh, anal hook when I met Chicha B because I used to carry it in my car. It's not used. Okay, so let me start over. <laughs> um, so when I worked at that place, the boss would order all this cheap ass fucking Chinese shit. So when it would come over in the boat, sometimes the packaging would get wet and the material it's made out of is so shitty that by the time it got here, anything metal would start rusting. So one day, um, so my brother and sister-in-law, I got them jobs there too. So it, we were all a big, happy family working there. That was fun. But after I stopped working there, my brother called me one day and he's like, hey, uh, I got something for you. You want a free anal hook? I was like, fuck yeah. So I go to, over to his house and he gives me a free anal hook because when it came over, it must have got wet and it was starting to rust and they can't sell it. So I was like, I'll figure out something to do with it. And it's heavy as shit. Like it's got these big ass balls on the bottom. Excuse me. It's got these big ass balls on it and shit. And it's, it's like, fuck it. You know, I can keep this in my car. And if somebody tries to rob me, I'm going to beat the shit out of them with an anal hook. So if anybody ever sees like a news story of like, robber beaten to death or half to death with anal hook or something like that that was probably me it hasn't happened yet but it's come close um 
I also can't carry it in this current car yet because I don't I don't know where to put it. It doesn't fit in my glove box and it doesn't fit in my center console. So my car is a lot smaller than my old car, which sucks. So I got to figure out some way to carry it. I haven't figured it out yet. But anyways, yeah. So um, yeah, so if you connect the anal hook to the Japanese nose hook, which are Japanese nose hooks are these little metal hook things. And then they can connect to like, like a leather strap and it can like go over your head and connect to like a collar and shit. So like if you move and it like pulls on it, it's supposed to be annoying because that's the whole point of bondage is to like hurt yourself and be annoying to your balls and your nose and butthole apparently. So yeah, you got to connect the nose hooks to the anal hook, which will rip first. And I think somebody actually tried that. I was picking orders one day. And I got excited. I remember getting so excited. So I was just like going along like, okay, you know, here's some rope. Here's some D-rings. Oh, anal hook. Whips. Oh, nose hook. And then I realized what I had in the fucking box. And I'm like, oh my God, they're going to try it. And I was like, can I just send them a note? Like, let us know how it turns out. I think they're going to try it. But I, they wouldn't let me. I'm so I don't know how it turned camera. out. I'm left blushing and confused and have lots of <laughs> questions. You know what's great is talking about this shit in public, like especially at a bar on a first date. <laughs> and I wonder why I'm single. <laughs> okay. Fucking scare the shit out of everybody I meet. And I don't do it to like be scary. I just find it hilarious and entertaining. And I don't know. My brother is the same way, too. Like, he's worse. He's got anal hooks lining his fucking fence, like, holding his potted plants all along the fence. I was like, really, bro? He's like, what? My neighbors have a Coke machine. It's the same thing. (laughs) Okay. So there's a whole line of anal hooks in his yard. Interesting. Yeah. For the... I guess... The, the weird things that make you go hmm, was out of that, and I don't know why I caught it. Was probably the sheer fact that you said it got wet. It was free because it got wet and rusted. And I thought <laughs> right. to myself, "Well, shit, <laughs> right? It's gonna rust in your butthole." They're not supposed to get. Yeah, they're not supposed to get wet. And so it's like it's just a well, sheer like- torture device. Eh? I also have a whole big bag of fucking melted dicks that I got from him because they melted during shipping. And I'm like, damn, like, what if you were like getting it on with your dildo and the whole thing just melted? Like, that's some bullshit. (laughs) That's why you never buy, when you buy sex toys, always make sure they're made in the USA. Do not buy sex toys from China. I remember several times when I'd be at work and we'd be doing, uh, receiving and you know unloading all the new stock that came in and all of a sudden the boss would come around like oh anything that looks like this you gotta take it out we can't sell it it's poisonous blah 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 i'm like are you serious (laughs) holy shit so so yeah there's a little tip like just just the tip do not order any sex toys that are chinese made it will save your dick hole, your butt hole, your whatever hole you put it in. 
Uh, <laughs> Drusel says you all listed like your lights. <laughs> oh shit, people are funny. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like an interesting crowd. So I guess I have to ask, do you think the the the, the head shop up front made la- lazy uh, bonded sex, I guess? I think by the time they got home with their bong and smoked a bowl, they were like, eh, maybe next time. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, you'll have you'll have fun stories for hours to tell in the, in the garden. That's for sure. <laughs> right. Do you ever think that uh, they'll be those? Uh, what you call the ball will be used for plant trainers? Mm. That's <laughs> a good tall idea. plant. You want to hold out? Oh boy. Here's another pro tip here uh, during the holiday season. Um, candy canes can be doubled as edible anal hooks. Yeah. Holy cow. I would have never known. I would have <laughs> never known. Well, I guess cannabis has, you know, I guess might as well go with it. Why as well, cannabis has snuck its way into the bedroom in a lot of ways. They are now making a lot of cannabis-based vaginal rubs. Oh, for, really? uh, Yeah, that type of industry, yeah. It's supposed to be the thing, the next I big mean, thing. I mean, why not? You know, all the other topicals work where it absorbs into your skin, I would... Assume it would work with lubricants and stuff too. It could be a midway between the two shops. Yeah. <laughs> I don't See, even you gotta, know where to go from there. Like you know how you like <laughs> you know how you give people like a shotgun hit? You can like find some chick that can like queef you a shotgun have her like in store for some like special event everybody line up five dollars a queef (laughs) oh no (laughs) what it sounds like what you've said tonight it sounds like there might be somebody somebody out there for that Why do I see Robert Thomas spending the most money on <laughs> on the queefs? He has definitely been the most active during this conversation. <laughs> I haven't seen Chad at all. I made sure that I didn't put it on because I knew, like, I'll just sit there and stare at it. <laughs> oh, I'm, he's pointing out a list that well, things you've left out. <laughs> <laughs> he just said great episode thumbs up <laughs> where up is that thumb it's up oh, yeah. 
where it's originating <laughs> from, my two dots. Yeah, I I did not think we would end up here when we started this conversation. <laughs> I can't believe it's at what it's like three forty by you. It's it's almost three o'clock here. I was expecting to talk like maybe an hour. So I remember like before the show even started, I'm just laying here like, man, I should just like say fuck it and go to sleep. My bed is so comfy right now. And what am I even gonna say? What am I gonna talk about? How did because like I hear people doing like three, four or five hour shows. It's like, man, how do you sit there and talk for so long? And now here I am at almost three o'clock in the morning. Like, damn. Time goes fast. Conversation. It does. It does when uh, you're having a fun conversation. It does go by quickly. I'm surprised I'm still like wide awake right now. I'm usually 1030 is usually my bedtime because I got to get up early during the week for work. But I was like, I'm going to make some coffee. I got up at like 945, made coffee. That's why those edibles yeah, kicked in fast. I was already drinking <laughs> it like a while before the show. Yeah, yeah you got to try, try some, some honey of that. coffee. You got to try it. It's good stuff. Like I said, well, for me, man, the coffee is law. I've like abused the coffee for so long. It's kind of more habit than it is, you know, um, more for energy at this yeah. point. I, I think the honey, the honey could bring back a little bit of the, the energy for me. would be nice yeah i was actually thinking about buying an energy drink earlier it's like i ran to ran to the gas station and i was like okay what should i get to drink for later in case i don't want coffee um i was gonna get an energy drink but then i was like thinking about it i haven't drank one in weeks and and I was thinking about, I think you said on the show recently how you noticed that energy drinks were giving you anxiety. So I was like, because hmm. I used to get like real bad anxiety and stuff, especially like social anxiety. But I would always load, I'd have to load up on caffeine to get myself going in the morning. And then by the time I get to work, I'm fucking like twitching and shit and like just anxious as fuck and paranoid and just like. I don't know, just like overloaded. And so I was like, no, I'm not going to get a energy drink. And then I, I was worried about my anxiety tonight, like before we started the conversation, but I was actually like, once we started talking within the first like two or three minutes, I was fine. Like my, I was nervous at first, but it was just like, oop, calm down way faster than I would have if I was drinking a Red Bull. I probably would have hit my heart would have been racing probably like the whole first hour drinking that shit. Man, I don't know what it's done to me, but them fucking energy drinks, man, they do give me anxiety anymore. But that's about the only thing they do, man. They don't give me much energy anymore. I can drink one of them fuckers and take a fucking two hour nap anymore. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't burn up what energy I had. Sad. I remember when they first started 
like coming out with energy drinks and how they how they were like marketing to or at least Red Bull was like to try to get people drinking them so I'd be like at at the park walking on trails and shit with my friends and these random ass like Red Bull representatives would come out of nowhere on the trail with like the Red Bull shirts and hats on and free samples like oh you guys want free samples free samples take your free Red Bulls and here take one for later and like just handing them out like candy and we were all fucking just like obsessed with energy drinks with like pretty quick after they came out. Like I remember going way out of my way before school just to go to the gas station to buy energy drinks because it was like, I don't know, they were so amazing at first. I used to be that way a little bit with alcohol. I tried all the different drinks when uh, each each new flavor that came out. Not so much with energy drinks. Coffee, I was like that in my early age. Yeah. I could take a hike every day before, uh, before the bus got me and get that coffee. When I was in school. Yeah, I started drinking coffee really young. Like, I remember always drinking coffee with my grandma. She had, like, this coffee that was, like, white. It was, it kept the coffee warm, and it had, like, a spin top to open the little spout, and you'd pour it. And uh, she had this other little thing. It was, like, a blue plastic cup with a little top, and she kept, like, creamer in there. And I'd say... As early as five or six, I was drinking coffee with her. She'd let me have like one or two cups with her in the morning, which is way more coffee than any five or six year old needs, but it was delicious. Like she'd put a bunch of milk and sugar in there, creamer or whatever, and kind of water it down a little bit. But yeah. And they say, what's funny is they used to always say that drinking coffee and smoking cigarettes stunts your growth, but if that were true, like me and my brother would both be fucking giants. Cause like, I'm like five, nine, which is pretty, I'd, I'd say is pretty tall for a girl. And then my brother, like he's really tall and we've both started smoking cigarettes really young and drinking coffee really young. And I don't know, I can't imagine being any taller than I am now. So I'm not, I don't think it actually like did anything. Yeah, I don't wonder how much of them things that uh, it'll stunt your growth. Yeah, according to them, I would again with coffee, I'd be fucking short as fuck because they said they say shit about coffee, caffeine. That shit will stunt your growth. Well, should we call it a night? Are you getting tired yeah. of asking? or not asking questions <laughs> i've been talking so much i prefer that that way it's it makes for a more fun show and uh it's completely up to you we're getting close to the mark anyway so uh yeah i don't know yeah I'm, we can go I'm to 420 if you want and cheers it out with a bowl
There we go. That works for me. That works for me. So, by the way, I guess I'm on, I'm on your shout outs list well, three times. Did you know that? I did not know that. <laughs> I guess what are your aliases? <laughs> so, the first one, uh, I think it was when I first got on your list, and I was like, I had changed my name on YouTube for something. So I ended up changing it to Skunky Brewster for a little bit. And mm -hmm. so that's on there. And then you got the Bruce in. And then the last one is Butt Plug Boogaloo. Ah, <laughs> I, I recognize all of those. <laughs> it kind of makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> I was always so worried that my butt plug boogaloo was going to get banned. Like people were going to get mad at my like shit that I was saying, but everybody was cool with it, especially like after you would laugh when you saw the name. I was like, okay, I think I'm good. <laughs> Don't ban me, please. So I wasn't there to like fuck with people or anything. I just, I thought the name was funny. So like, you know, me and my friends, we used to just like change our YouTube names to funny names and I ended up just doing that as a backup account with how much I used to get YouTube strikes and stuff for COVID misinformation and shit like that. So I ended up having that as just like, fuck it. I love that name. So I'm just going to keep it. So I would use it once in a while just to pop in and be funny for a minute and then it would go away. <laughs> Well, I, I think I always thought both names, both other aliases, I guess, other names were uh, funny. Skunky, the Skunky Brewster obviously reminded me of, you know, Punky Brewster. I remember that from younger yeah. years. <laughs> but the butt plug bungalow, I will stay just because that one always makes me smile. I, it cracks me <laughs> up a little bit. If you watch my face, I always smile a little bit when I come up to that one. I'm like, hey, you fuckers. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is like every time like I go to call bullshit on one of those, like it's just, you know, a happen chance that it made it on the list. Oh, uh, like selling Sally silly seashells <laughs> is another good one. I fucking uh, laugh every time. As soon as I be like, <laughs> I buy every like, all right, that that one no, that one was a fake. They'll be like, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> what? For real? All right, I'll keep you on them. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny every time I'm like listening to your show at work and you do the shout outs and like I'll hear the Sally Seashells thing and I'm like I'm gonna make a video later I'm gonna clip every time he says Sally Seashells and make a whole big compilation and then I forget about it by the time I get home uh, I do I love a lot of the wordplay and the fucking uh, some of the screen names it's hilarious sometimes there's been there's been some of them that I have fucking shouted out, you know, fucking a couple hundred times and then kind of like sitting here smoking, just landing the list randomly be fanned out in front of me and be like, huh, that's it. 
<laughs> It'll just like totally click. I'm like, oh shit, I feel like a fucking idiot. I've been saying it like that all this time. Wow. Then at that point, I debate whether or not to say it correctly or keep saying it fucked up. <laughs> to be honest. I think I'm quite known for at this point for mis mispronouncing some screen names. I try though. I try to make yeah, some of them are tricky. Like I've catch myself like reading some of the names wrong for like I'll read it as something for days and then all of a sudden I'll be like, wait a minute. Oh, that's what it says. <laughs> like your brain tricks you with like it'll like flip one letter on you or something and make you think it says something else and i love that list though man there's there's something about doing that list every every chance i get that uh that i like to do i think so worn right now i need to rewrite it looks like something i've carried around forever <laughs> it, it shows some miles let's put it that way maybe the next one put it in like some like laminated paper sleeves that way it doesn't get all messed up oh tattered I've got you know what's funny even funnier about that is I'm a little I can be a little sentimental I guess but I I've got the the prior versions when after you know I've rewrote them a few times I've got the other tattered versions when that one gets rewrote I'm sure I'll lay that one right on top of the older ones yeah part of eagle history. It's been a fun ride, that's for sure. Got to meet, got to meet, gotten to meet a lot of cool people like yourself doing this for the last few years. It's been fun, you know. I at this point, I really I can't imagine not doing this. It, it'd feel weird not doing it. Walk every day now for you know <laughs> pushing into the third year doing this, and it's, it has kind of a huge part of me. That list means a lot, though. That's part of the, the key to it all, I believe. I think there's a lot of times that I've thought to myself, as soon as I stop doing this list, things will all go south. <laughs> yeah, maybe. this point it's like a lucky charm type thing as well okay. eventually it's going to be so big that you're just going to have to like designate designate one day of the week where you don't even do a show it's like tonight's the shout out night and you're just going to read the whole thing for hours <laughs> you know uh just on a, like a funny side of the what we were talking about earlier about like editing and stuff um i was going back through these episodes the other day trying to fill in the blanks on some of these wormholes where uh, i didn't go through and put the guest name in and i had to like 
scan through and figure it all out again. And it, there's been a couple of times when I do that, I'm in the, the page there, the editor's page there on YouTube, and it offers a few different options there. And I, I click uh, subtitles, and I've noticed that uh, if I get there towards the end, it actually will subtitle the shout outs. <laughs> and I've I've been, I've been wanting to go back and watch one of the shout outs in subtitles to see how close it can get and you know how well it matches what's actually coming out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? If it can accurately pick it up. So sometimes I get cruising with that shit. I, I actually wonder a lot of times how you know, understandable it even is. <laughs> if it isn't just a bunch of just babbling on the other end of it. Uh, I can understand most of it, but uh, I noticed that the YouTube closed captioning, like, they get a lot of shit wrong. Like, especially, like, if people have accents, like, it tends to get words wrong, and, like, it'll say it's a different word, and like it gets a lot of names wrong. Sometimes it'll just say music instead of like saying what the person is saying. It'll just be like music. It's like, what do you mean? It's not even playing music, but because it's like, I don't know if it's depends on how fast the person is talking or something. If it's like too clustered together, it's picking it up as music and not actually words. It's really weird. So um, I really appreciate the gift that you made for me, the weed nerd world uh, gift there. I, yeah, I, I wish I could have got it to drop down. Oh, I, I can't figure out. I was trying to use it for a background the other night, and I couldn't figure out how to use it to roll in the background for me. Hmm. I can figure it out. Just I would assume you could just like use it just like you would use a image like how I see some some of you guys will change your like background as you're talking so like whatever you guys do to change the image just do the same thing maybe with it I don't know. Every time I've streamed, I've used uh, Streamlabs. So like I would just, there's like a button on there where you can add a, add media and it allows you to add images, GIFs, uh, video, whatever kind of media you want to use. And then you can adjust the size of it and all, all that stuff uh, after you add it into Streamlabs. But I'm not, I'm not sure what you use to stream. The zoom. The zoom. Just zoom. It's fun. Yeah. It goes right through the YouTube there. And it's funny that uh, you bring up the, the Streamlabs there because I tried that shit too. And I have, you know, I know how to use it because uh, a little bit, 
because I've had a few instances where uh, updates from Zoom early on uh, have spoiled a few nights where it just didn't fucking work after an update, stupid shit like that. But uh, so I've kind of kept that in the background just in case, even though it wouldn't do me no good to try to do a fucking wormhole through that because it, the link would be kind of fucking completely different. I'd have to send it out. You know what I mean? One by one that night or whatever. But uh, I tried it and it was too much like fucking editing for me. All the boxes and shit, the way you can stack all that shit. I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> this is a lot like editing. I don't know if I like this. <laughs> yeah, when right I first started using it, it was kind of overwhelming trying to figure it all out. But once I got it figured out, it's pretty simple for the most part. I still don't even know how to do like everything on it, but for the most part, I can do like simple things on it, like, you know, adding video and shit and adjusting the size, cropping it. And it's nice too. That's actually what I use for clipping videos because you could, there's a record feature on there. So I can just like, you know, open Streamlabs, add a like window capture or something. I think that's what it's called is window capture. Um, I can add that on there and it'll capture whatever is playing on YouTube. And I can just like record it and it'll save it right to my computer and then I can edit it however I want to then from there and my video program. But here we are back to talking about how much work it is for editing. <laughs> like you gotta record all this shit, save it, open it in another program, edit it, save it again. Like, <laughs> God damn. I need to do live streaming instead of videos. It'll save me a lot of time. I've thought about doing that for the 420 TV like oh, I wonder what it'd be like if I just like you know instead of taking the time to sit here and cut all this bullshit up and put it back together into pieces like let's just make a playlist and let it play through and see like how people will respond to that but then I feel like I'm being extremely lazy <laughs> not putting enough effort into it or something It's just like, there is just so much work that goes into that. We have to give people credit that take the time to do it. Looks better. Things flow a lot better, though. I always give people props that, you know, that do take the time to do the nice editing. You know, production is, I think, where a lot of times where I look at the show, I'm like, man, my, that's where that's where I think the, the where I think my project lacks is production. So it's up to you for taking the time to do it, though. I don't know. I kind of like the way your show is, though, where like you can see everybody's little boxes and stuff. Because like you know sometimes the person talking because like if you have it set up to where it highlights the person who's talking like sometimes what they're doing in their little box is boring and I don't feel like watching their box like maybe I want to look at somebody else's box you know because their box is more interesting right now you know what I'm saying like it's nice having the whole panel there and then like I can look over here and then oh, I'll watch over here for a while and 
I don't know if it's like I have ADD or something that I have to constantly like, you know, I want to look around at all these different things, but I feel like it's, it's nice having it that way. Cause you know, or, you know, and everybody likes to watch different things. So sometimes pe- people might want to sit there and stare at like, if Stoney has his plants up, like sometimes I'll sit there and just like stare at his plants and like other times it's interesting watching like, you know, somebody gardening or cutting their doing their trimming or whatever on their lap or just smoking a joint sometimes it's fun to just sit there and watch people smoke a joint while you're laughing with everybody I don't know I like the way I I'm sure you've got all these ideas for how you would like it to look but I I like the way it looks right now and the way it runs and everybody can just kind of talk as long as they're being respectful and stuff. Well, that's going to be, you'll be welcome here after this evening. I guess we're getting close enough. We need to go over that spiel. Your link that I did send you this evening is good for the weed nerd world. Uh, Now you're welcome. Anytime you feel fit on coming to hang out. Awesome. Hopefully you do. You can you you get to add we get to add one more face or background to the box. <laughs> to the boxes. <laughs> It'll be fun. Hopefully you'll take this up and come hang out a few nights whenever you can. It's always yeah, nice definitely. to have some new people in the conversations. So do you have a favorite uh, episode out of all these messes? Um, I don't know. I, I enjoy every episode and each one has its own awesome moments. And, but I mean, the one that like stands out the most is probably the one where Robert was showing all of his fucking spiders that he has in all of his little places and he knows exactly where they all are. Like, I was so fucking creeped out (laughs) by that shit, but it was still, like, I couldn't look away. I was... (laughs) It was awesome watching that and, like, I don't know. But it's funny because, like, I'm terrified of spiders. I don't know where that fucking spider went. Now I'm going to be all paranoid. Son of a bitch. Um, a spider showed up in my house yesterday and my daughter won't let me kill it. So as long as I know where he's at and he stays the fuck away from me, he's fine. But if you fucking try to drop it down on me or something, we're going to have problems. Um, but yeah, like I don't like spiders at all. But seeing how comfortable he is with these those big ass nasty fucking black widow spiders and then like my kid constantly like oh spiders are cute and don't kill them blah 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 I'm getting a little more comfortable with them like I, I don't try to kill them right away like, like I said as long as they stay to their own little corners and shit fine just stay in your business I'll stay in mine and I won't squish you <laughs> I'm not a fan either. Not a fan either. Yeah, I've 
we've got some pretty creepy spiders here in Michigan. Man, my dog just got bit by one. I don't even know what the fuck he got bit by, but man, that thing got huge and blew up. It was so nasty. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the spiders either. Not at all. Tis the season too. Yeah, I fucking hate. I've always hated spiders. Like my mom in her house, she's got one of those attics where you gotta like pull the string down from the ceiling and then the ladder like unfolds. So I was up in the attic one day, like getting Christmas decorations down or some shit. And there was a fucking spider and it was just like, I ain't got time for the ladder. Fuck it. And I just jumped right out of the ceiling. Like, no, get me the fuck away from the spider. I, 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 I don't know what it is. Like if I know I saw arachnophobia when I was really little, but it seems like it has to be more than just a movie that made me this afraid of spiders. Oh no, 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 no! Fuck! I I was fucking twitchy all day yesterday. Fucking ticks have been seriously bad this year in fucking northern Michigan. <laughs> I had two of them on me yesterday. And it fucking had me freaked out all fucking day long. <laughs> damn. Yeah. Each time I felt a little itch, I was like, God damn it, it's not on the fucking ticket. So bitch. <laughs> yeah, every once in a while, play. my... Every once in a while, my kids' school, uh, when they come home from school, they'll tell us to make sure you check your kids for ticks. There are ticks out on the playground today because apparently they have a tick problem where the playground and shit is. So that's fun. I always got to check her for fucking ticks. And it's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with it. Like, I'm so creeped out by bugs and shit. Like, I don't want to fucking touch the thing. And I don't know, man. And you can't just let it go because I know it'll like burrow itself into your skin and shit. My stepdad had to have one like cut out of his ass cheek a couple years ago because he, he goes deer hunting and shit. And apparently he got a tick on his ass and didn't know. And it went for a couple weeks. And all of a sudden he went and, you know, he had it checked out at the doctor because he was like, I don't know if he was like growing a boil on his ass or something, or it was just like hurting. And they're like, oh yeah, there's a tick in there. So they had to cut a big chunk of his ass out to get the fucking thing out. So yeah, don't fuck around with ticks. Get those bitches out if you got them. Don't let them go. Yeah, that shit creeps me right out, man. They used to always freak me out going up north, like where my parents go hunting. It's like rough in it. Like there's no electricity and running water and shit. Like there's like you shit in an outhouse like that they built by hand, like not not a porta potty, like an outhouse with a hole in the ground. I'm always like so afraid there's going to be ticks like crawling. I'm trying to use the bathroom and 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 all the fucking spiders in there. But the only there's one positive to an outhouse. It smells so fucking bad from the shit that you can smoke weed in there and nobody will know because the fucking shit just overpowers it. So, 
smoke as much as you want. Just tell them you're shitting. Fucking Dr. Buzz Lightyear says, in, in South America, peckerfish, you'll need to be scared of eagle. You'll never swim again. I don't want fucking swim in big water, period. They don't necessarily have to be peckerfish in that shit, man. I'm good in big water. Fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't really go in water too much. Like I'll I'll go in like a swimming pool and stuff, but I don't really like going swimming in lakes and stuff like that. For one, I don't know how to swim. I can like doggy paddle and shit, but like I don't like going out on boats and stuff on big bodies of water because I'm just like, man, if this boat goes down, I'm fucked. I can't swim all the way to shore. <laughs> like, what, what do I do? What, like, fuck that shit. And then like having to swim around with all the fucking aliens in the water. Like, you don't know what's in there. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you, man. As soon as I find, I feel like I'm out of my comfort zone of what I could possibly swim, I'm fucking uncomfortable. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I'd probably smoke obsessively, smoke weed nonstop at that point. It's not the back. <laughs> Nothing out there. My dad actually left me a bunch of like scuba scuba diving gear when he passed. And I was like, yeah, that shit's never going to get used. <laughs> there ain't nothing under that water line that I want to fucking know about. Right. But that's what waterproof cameras That's like with all this COVID stuff and like you got to get a vac. Like when they're saying you have to get vaccinated to go on an airplane or fucking go on a cruise or all this and take tests and shit. And like I had people like, asking me well how are you gonna go on a plane it's like i don't fly anyways so that doesn't affect me like i don't i'm cool with being on the ground and uh really well you can't go on a cruise either it's like well i'm not planning on going on cruises anyways (laughs) like so like fuck that shit i'm good i'll I'll stay right on the land then my daughter gets upset because like she wants to move to japan someday and i'm like have fun she's like you gonna come visit me i'm like i would have to for one get on a plane and then fly over a big ass fucking ocean and then go somewhere where they mainly eat seafood which i don't eat any seafood at all like no i'm not coming to fucking japan i'm right here (laughs) forever apparently because yeah i'm good on that if i can't drive there then i don't go there See, I like to fly. You know, I don't know. That's a different thing. I could see the comparison though a little bit, but when you you you're at the same limitations, basically, you know what I mean? You can't do anything once you're in that craft, same as you would a boat. But <laughs> when things go south or whatever, at least I can still see shit coming. I I guess I don't know. <laughs> there's this the black of the water there's too many things i don't like about the water versus flying yeah 
Things look heavy. So you've never been flying? Have you ever been in like, say, one of those like uh, IMAX theaters where they can like fly over the world and stuff like that? Well, I was on an airplane twice in my life when I was eight years old. Um, we flew from Milwaukee to Phoenix and then from Phoenix back to Milwaukee. So twice I was on an airplane and like, it was all right. Like, I don't remember it being that bad, but just having to deal with all the bullshit of airport security and COVID restrictions and all this other shit. I just, I don't care. I would rather just like drive and also, I just don't like the feeling of being up in the air and like, what if the fucking plane crashes? I have, you know, I'm, I don't know. I, f- I just feel safer in a car than I do, than I would in an airplane where I feel like I can't control what happens because I'm up a million fucking feet in the air, just floating. But then again, I survived driving through Milwaukee somehow. Like, oh my God, I'm going to post the dash cam shit on my dash cam channel. I almost got somebody to crash into a parked car today. Not, it would have, and it would have been his fault too, the fucking dumbass motherfucker. Like, it's a literally like one lane for driving and then it's a lane for parking. And I'm at a red light. I was first in line at the red light and the light turns green. I like, see this guy come flying up on the right side like where cars are supposed to be parking and I knew exactly what he was trying to do he was trying to like fly around me and fucking be like get in front of me well right after you cross through the intersection there was a parked car right there so he basically had like you know until he we got through the intersection to like race in front of me and swerve over before he hit that parked car (laughs) and I fucking just like with my accelerator like I don't care. <laughs> he like missed it by like inches. He would have fucking hit the car. I'm like, you dumbass motherfucker. I hope. And then like I get to the next light and I don't know if he saw that I had a dash cam or what, but he like I seen him like look in the mirror and then he like whipped over out of traffic and just like fucking took off. I'm like, okay. But that's just like an everyday thing type <laughs> shit in Milwaukee and I can survive that yet I'm afraid to fly in an airplane. So how come I I don't have a dash cam, but how come, why do you have one? I'm just curious. Well, for one, I bought it because I figured if like I do get in an accident or something, I'll at least have proof of what happened if it wasn't my fault because motherfuckers drive crazy as fuck here. And then also I bought it because uh, while I was laid off the entire duration of COVID, um, I needed something to do and I was trying to do different things on YouTube to try to you know get a big enough following to where I could get monetization to try to make money because I was still making some on unemployment and stuff but like I wasn't making like what I normally would so I was like trying to find other ways to make money so I was like fuck it I'll buy a dash cam because people like watching dash cam videos and videos of people just driving around and shit so I was like I see enough dumb shit in the city when I'm driving around of people doing stupid shit I'll spend a hundred bucks on a dash cam 
it'll help me if I ever do get in an accident. And now I can create content for YouTube of bad drivers and just showing what houses in Milwaukee look like because I've seen people doing shit like that on channels where they just do driving around showing you what you know houses in their city look like and downtown area and stuff like that so I was trying to do that for a while but now that I'm fine they finally let me come back to work um I don't really have a ton of time to just drive around randomly recording anymore so I haven't been posting as much on there and also the fucking gas prices are so expensive now it's just too expensive to be driving around doing those videos when I don't make any money on the videos so um so yeah that was basically why I bought it and I'd like to get another camera like a better a better quality one because then I can put one of them like on the back because I see a lot of dumb shit fucking happening behind me. I'm like, man, I can get so many good clips for the channel if I had a video of, like behind me right now, people just being dumb. So I want to put the old one in the back and then like get like a 4K camera that would have better quality or, and shit and put that in the front. And hopefully that, that'll help me make better videos or something. Maybe people more people subscribe if it's better quality videos so right now it's just a 1080p camera and then also going through my windshield like kind of makes the quality a little bit shittier too especially if like the sun is out at all it like reflects on the window and causes issues and makes the colors of the buildings and stuff look weird and yeah I don't know I, why I, I'm afraid. I'm honestly ter- I'm terrified at the whole monetization thing, to be honest with you. You know, I'm afraid that if I, if I were to go that route, that doing this every night would be, it would turn into like a work thing and it wouldn't be any fun anymore. It'd be like editing, kind of, you know what yeah. I mean? What? Once it feels like work, it's no fun. So if I wanted to, you know what I mean? I got to keep it my fun place uh, in my head. That's, that's why, what I tell myself in my head. It's such a big bucket of oil water. Personally. Something funny in chat I was going to relay. I forgot. Yeah, I don't know if you're you could even monetize your channel because it's cannabis related. And I think if it's 18 plus on videos, like they don't let you monetize those. I think that's how it goes. I could be wrong, but that's I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. Yeah, I wouldn't even try. I think that's why a lot of people do like Patreon and stuff like that, because like doing the monetization is so hard through YouTube because they got so many fucking hoops you got to jump through and you got to make sure you have this many watch hours from the public and this many from subscribers and you can't have this many copyrights or whatever, or I don't know. They just have like so many hoops you got to get through in order to get monetization. It seems like a lot of people make more through like like i said patreon teespring um other websites or where they can uh have people pay them for stuff 
still am used to that either. <laughs> still haven't got quite used to that either. Uh, we have hit the 420 mark, Miss uh, Brew, Brew City Sin. I appreciate you coming and hanging out tonight. I am going to keep the butt plug bundle on the, on the shop <laughs> seat. Though. That's awesome. I was going to like change my Even name though- on Zoom to that today, but then I was like, no, nah, I'm going to wait. Oh, you should have. You should have. Midway. Midway, you should have left it the way it was, and then midway it changed it. So it would have been like, what a wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I recognize that name. <laughs> would have been funny. Right, I appreciate you being out of spot, though. But before we go, though, we do have to do the the sound bite. Uh, let me see here. Let me get the I believe you know how it goes. Let me get the recording ready here. What the hell? Oh, there it is. Anytime you're ready, I'm ready. If you will give me my sound bite. Whoa, Zoom just told me a recording is in progress. It sounded like the cops. (laughs) (laughs) This is the only part of the show that I record. That keeps me from again being lazy and having to go and edit this shit out. I just record this section. That's it. What episode is this again? This is six forty-three. Okay. All right. This is Brew City Sins, and I'm on fucking talking shit with Eagle, episode six forty-three. Butt plug, butt plug, boogaloo. Peace out. Hell yeah. Thanks again for coming to hang out, man. It's been a fun, fun conversation tonight. As I said, the Zoom link that I sent you this evening is always good. Feel free to come hang out anytime you'd like. I'm sure uh, not just myself, but other people would like to hang out and talk with you as well. So feel free anytime. Uh, Again, looking forward to it. Any, Any shout outs? Anybody you'd like to say hello or anything too before we go uh just shout out to everybody in the chat thanks for listening uh i hope you enjoyed the episode make sure you're subscribed to eagles channel and go subscribe to my channels if you want um like i said i got bruce city synth is my music channel 420 tv Weedcore is my cannabis channel if you want to sub to my dash cam channel if that sounds interesting at all it's under Ruck Life MKE. That's R U C K. Like, because it started as the Honda Ruckus channel. Because I bought one of those and I was doing videos. So it's like Ruck Life Milwaukee. Um, so yeah, if that's, you'll see a little picture I think I got of, uh, it's like a motorcycle picture or something of a Honda Ruckus. I'm rambling. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, anyways, shout out to the chat and, all the weed nerds and everybody that's been helping me out figuring out how to grow and shout out to granddaddy eagle for having me on the show uh much love everybody thank you for coming you know you did crack me up with uh one of your posts the other day about my random pics there i did crack up when i see this shit (laughs) (laughs) 
I thought it was very fun. But thanks for uh, thanks for making me a meme. I appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. So, with that being said, guys, we are out of here. Um, you guys hopefully know the deal by now. Please do something nice for somebody. Random acts of kindness. Do save lives. Do join me tomorrow when my guest will be Brett Boog. Will be joining me tomorrow night at 1130. One last thank you, Bruce City Thin Sin. <clears throat> Excuse me, the cat mouse terrible. I hope to speak with you again very soon. We are out of here, guys. Peace.